episode 71 of Open Your Toys wow. cast. I am Slick McFavorite. And I am Mrs. McFavorite. This is the podcast dedicated to the four greatest action figure franchises of the 80s and all time. And those are <laughs> Mrs. McFavorite. Transformers, Masters of the Universe, Star Wars, and G.I. Joe. And not particularly in that order. No. Whatever order you enjoy. It's whatever order that comes to mind when I say it nowadays. Yeah. I say it so often, I start to question myself. It's kind of like that. You say a certain word so many times, it doesn't sound right. (laughs) (laughs) And we are a husband and wife that uh, get together every once in a while. You know, whenever we feel like it or whenever I... Whenever he really starts to throw a temper tantrum (laughs) off. We need to do a podcast now. And we talk about those toys. So, action figures only. I don't think we... Oh, I say dedicated to the four greatest action figure franchises. So, I guess... See, you're saying you don't even think about what you say anymore. Well, yeah. It's like become second nature. 71 episodes at about... Episode every three weeks. That's a That's a long time. Yeah, it's a lot. All right. Uh, you can leave messages for us on our blog at openyourtoys.com. You could. <laughs> that was very matter of fact. You could email Slick at slick at openyourtoys.com. And Miss McFavor can be reached at Mrs. McFavor at openyourtoys.com. <laughs> so original. <laughs> Or you could follow Slick on his toy runs and other random toy. No, sayings. I haven't tweeted about toy runs in forever. Well, fine, whatever. Follow Slick for fun toy stuff. For fun toy stuff. 80s stuff. Would you like break dancing? Am I? Am I not? <laughs> Am I not introducing you well enough? <laughs> I just was really, I haven't been Follow tweeted. Twi- follow <laughs> Slick on Twitter, at Slick McFavorite, and see whatever the hell he says, because apparently I don't pay attention. And Mrs. McFavorite <laughs> doesn't tweet at all anymore, so if you just want to follow her, she'll follow you just back. So, just so I just so I can up my count. I think I'm up to like 27 now. <laughs> and in turn, you'll be upping your account. Because she'll follow you back, but you won't ever see her tweet anything, so it's not a big deal. Shut up. I tweet. I just don't tweet that much about toys anymore. You know what I notice is you tweet about the weather a lot, and uh, the morning show I listened to was like, come on, fucking people. It's Facebook. We all live in Colorado. (laughs) We all know the weather's crazy here. If I have to see one more Colorado (laughs) person post Oh, Colorado, it's the weather. If I can. <laughs> really? I don't tweet that much about the weather. Like the freak snowstorm <laughs> that we get. Well, and I, it's but just see, because I've got a really pretty about. view. I mean, no, I know. You've got a gorgeous view. I've got an okay view. Not from my desk, but. You don't have building. a view from your desk. <laughs> no. I got a view of my toys, I guess. So I have the most gorgeous view of all. It would be nice to have them up against a window, though, you know? That would be. You could do a little skydiving scene hanging in front of the window, so it looks like it's... Okay. All the window cleaners are complaining about all the suction cups on the window. (laughs) They're like, we can't do our jobs. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Facebook, I'm on Facebook. 
Are you? Yeah, it's crazy. At least my non de plume slick mcfavorite is on, i'm actually on there too you can friend me if you want but uh you can be a friend of slick mcfavorite at facebook.com slash open your toys or you can like our fan well no it's not a fan page it's cast damn it page. i still haven't che- oh look oh, at that that's going oh, in the notes write that okay. down you fan can like page. our cast at facebook.com slash open your toys cast and then uh, Mrs. McFavorite has her own uh, Facebook page at Jessica Spiller. Jessica with one S. Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess I I treat every. We probably have missed a lot of new listeners because I just treat everybody like they listen to this show forever. You know, we I go just, through this and we're just kind of like yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and and real listeners are like, what? What's going on here? Or not real listeners, new listeners. Wow, where are you today? It's it's four twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Merry four twenty. <420. laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and the way we love to hear from you is our voicemail line. That's seven two zero two three five toys. That's seven two zero two three five eight six nine seven. Three minute limit, please. Now that it's taken us ten minutes to get through the. Opening of the cast. What are you drinking? (laughs) Speaking of finishing the opening of the cast. (laughs) I am drinking. Oh my God, you got to look at notes. No, I can't remember the name. Leave me alone. It's called the Queen Charlie recipe. It's got uh, soda water, lemonade, and grenadine. It's not bad. I thought it had something else in it too. (laughs) It's pretty good. I had to add more. I had to add more uh, soda water and lemonade because it was really grenadine-y. Yeah, it was very sweet. And some kind of chemical reaction in it just made it like warmer than all of the liquids separately were, which is really weird. So all the liquids were separately pretty cold, and then you combined them all, and now they're, it's not nearly as cold as any individual one was. It's a little odd. Plus, I don't have ice in it, because. But still, uh, it shouldn't get warmer when you mix it. That has me weirded <laughs> out. <laughs> All right, and let's see. I am drinking Victoria Prima pills. So I broke uh, one of uh, my cardinal rules on this, and it's because it's getting tougher and tougher, especially at our liquor store. Is this is a. $10 plus six pack of beer. Goddamn. Yeah. Well, shit, there is not many beer. There's not There's not anything beyond domestics there that is less than $8 anymore. And most things are nine fifty. And then, like I say, they've got quite a few that are above 10 bucks that I've been avoiding because I'm like, nope, I'm not going to spend $10 on motherfucking six pack. And there you go. Now I am ten dollars. So, um, big fan of pills, as everybody should know. If if you're a long time listener, if you're a new listener, I like pilsners. And so, you want me to turn the light on? I'm like like an old man. <laughs> I'm all right up to my face. Prima, an exclamation of joy, a recognition of accomplishment through its. 
Though it's spoken in German, it's felt in all languages. It's what's what escaped from our lips as we sampled the first brew of this mighty Pilsner beer. Though we'd been through a few in our years with other breweries, finally with the whole flower European hops and fine German malts, we had achieved what we sought for so long. Prima, an exclamation of victory. Prost. Word. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really good. I I really it says it's a refined pilsner beer oh, for natural enjoyment. So I am naturally enjoying myself. This is really good. I popped my first one open and I was like, God damn, I love pilsners. I love them. And then we saw a Blue Moon commercial and I went, Damn it, I miss my Blue Moon. <laughs> Yeah, if you're a new listener, Miss McFavorite's pregnant. We have a BMF on the way. <laughs> Baby McFavorite. <laughs> I decided that that's what we're going to call it, is the BMF. <laughs> yeah, because we're waiting to find out, so we don't have a name. And I didn't like the it, so you came up with BMF, and I thought that was perfect. Yeah. Baby McFavorite is on the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into con news, because we got tons of it. Uh, BotCon 2012 coming up in less than a week. I am going to be there. Are you going to be there? I know someone's going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, this is big favorite. It's going to be in Vegas. Watching uh, uh, 95% nude Australian men gyrate <laughs> bodies that I will. Oh my God, I have we're never be there had. for two nights, and that's that's one night. That's that's a big night. That's what, how much is that show? How much is the thunder down under? <laughs> it's like 75 bucks. Jesus. <laughs> I guess that's not bad considering one exclusive toy that I buy is going to be that much. So exactly. Yeah, you're right. Um, do you have to tip them? Does it say, do no, they come I out? I think it's the, just like an actual stage show. Stage it's, show. It's, okay. It, the, the, auditorium it looks rather big for them to come out and personally <laughs> dance with you shake their wang in your face <laughs> i don't really dig on the shake and the wang in the face but they can get up on the stage and dance all they want <laughs> so uh just like we spoke about in the last episode sure enough botcon tried to slam down some artist restrictions so even before it broke that they were actually going to do this Mrs. McFavor and I were pondering if they could do this to toys, could they do this to artists as well? Because those that artwork isn't licensed. And they tried. I can't believe they tried. They to tried, say, but they didn't succeed? They did it, and then the whole fandom... Because there's quite a few people against... Uh, there's quite a few people against third-party toys. Mm -hmm. You know, they think it devalues their stuff. Maybe they even think ethically and say it's IP theft, whatever. Mm -hmm. But fan art's a thing that's existed from... Oh, you like know, customs and things like that? No, fan art like uh, drawings. Like oh, paintings like of figures. Actual, like, like you okay. can't draw Optimus Prime because we own Optimus Prime. You yeah. know? So it didn't take long. It took like three days and they rescinded that. But with strong, strong feelings that 
the toys are still wrong, so those are still not allowed. So, so like custom stuff can't. Be Customs are different, also. So they're allowing customs, but they, but they were gonna allow people, customs, but, but they weren't you, gonna allow. Like I get the I get the third party thing. I yeah. totally get the third party thing. Well, but um, so they were they're gonna allow customs, which is like art, but they weren't gonna allow drawings. Exactly, so, or which is the art better too. the better thing is, it, or the more specific would Pictures. be prints. You know, okay. because these, the prints we buy for the ones I like that are like five to 15 bucks a piece, mm -hmm. that's not a hand drawn thing that somebody's selling. That's something that they drew and made a hundred copies of yeah. and are selling them for 10 bucks a piece. That's the thing they had an issue with. I think if you set up a table and you had fine paintings of Optimus Prime and stuff like that, yeah. they wouldn't have a problem with that, you know? But anyways, they don't have a problem with the people that want to sell prints either anymore, as it turns out. So um, we've had a few guest announcements since our last show. Uh, Derek J. Wyatt, uh, concept artist and collaborator on uh, Transformers Animated, will be there as an official guest. That's good. I can remember back in the day, like when Animated first started and he was just a regular guest. That was, that was fun. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Buster Jones, that is the voice of Blaster. So I have my Comic-Con Blaster ready to get signed by him. And he's also the voice of Doc and Zap in the original G.I. Joe cartoon. So I was like, oh, I'm going to have him sign my mail-away 25th anniversary Doc figure. Perfect. You know, it's all sealed. Everything be, you know, have him sign the card and seal it back up. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't find it. Hmm. It's not on any of my inventory, so I have well, no idea my... what box it went into. Uh. And the club has them. The problem is, is the club has them for 20 bucks normally. They've been on sale for well, as cheap would... as 5 bucks. So I emailed them and I asked them, hey, are you bringing this stock and are you going to reasonably price it? Like considering it's regularly been 20 bucks and they've sold it for five. They don't have to ship anything anywhere. It's in their hometown. Mm -hmm. You know, they just have to drive it over. I think $10 would be a reasonable price for BotCon attendees to be able to buy that piece to get signed by him you know mm -hmm. so we'll see if they do that or not so i was gonna say you've got this whole week to look for it because considering i'll be working on my final paper all week i uh i tore i tore where i thought it would be uh, apart yeah mm -hmm. i mean beyond that i'd have to start just randomly going through boxes so Ooh, I'm sorry. That yeah, it's all good um, worst case scenario, I'll have him uh, sign my badge. So if I always... I do like if, the signing the badge thing. If the autograph's That's what I was digging on. easy to get and I don't have something for them to sign, it's always my badge. If I stood in line and I only have one thing for them to sign, I have. you can usually have two things signed. Mm -hmm. So then I'll have my badge signed as the second thing. Speaking of signings, 
Peter Collins going to be there Yay. yet again this year. He's so, so cute. Yeah. Um, but this year, so I remember uh, last year in Pasadena, there were a couple issues with Peter Colin that he wasn't able to sign for the entire time that he was scheduled because he just wasn't well enough to. I mean, you got to think that's a lot to do, you know, do two hours of like, hi, you know, shaking hands, Pictures. signature, ask them stupid small talk, you know, yeah. shit like that. Um, so this year there's actually going to be a raffle to get his autograph. Huh. So this is the first time they've ever done this. Um, normally you would just line up and wait two hours and hopefully get a signature. Um, so it's going to be very limited this year. It's only going to be 125. You're automatically entered if you have a package that has the appropriate permissions which is pr pretty much any of them. Or if you're a general admission person and you purchased an autograph uh, bracelet before 11 a.m. Okay, so you're mm -hmm. automatically entered in it. Then they're going to draw 125. They're going to tweet Facebook and put it on the dealer room bulletin board thing uh -huh. or the parts trading is actually what it is, uh, bulletin board. And then so... They say, no need to line up early. Everyone's guaranteed to get their signature. And so I'm like, well, I would wait to the end of the hour so you didn't have to wait in line at all. You know, you just Yeah, unless right if you're that there. person that wants to just get it in and over with. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, like the first year he was there, I had him sign my uh, 25th anniversary prime mm -hmm. and my movie prime, the first premium format movie prime. And I didn't want to carry those fucking things around all yeah. day. You know, as soon as it was done, they got taken out to the car. So, um, so that's that's pretty crazy. I mean, it's uh, that's nuts that it's come to that point. Um, I hope people that have been there multiple times and already have a call-in autograph don't try to get another one. You know? Oh, they are. It's funny because it doesn't really bring any value to anything. You know, if you look at people's autographs they bank on people not realizing that though yeah i guess the fan that's like oh my god there's an autographed one yeah. of these you see know? my whole thing is, is is the the actual f like i'm not big into autographs but the the fact that i have something autographed is the experience of getting it autographed yeah, being exactly. there and meeting being the person there, you know standing in line with all the people yeah you know doing like you say the whole like 45 seconds of oh thank you for calling mr colin i mm -hmm. really appreciate it you know not asking like you know in episode 36 you and frank welker had this exchange you know kind yeah. of shit but uh, that's that's the meaningfulness behind an autograph for me, like my Todd McFarlane um, itchy and scratchy. Yeah, doesn't that, have any meaning. No, it, it's just signed by him because he went into a store one day before we even got there yeah. and randomly signed a whole bunch of his shit and was all <laughs> peace out. <laughs> it's autographed. What's cool is it was the same price. Yeah, they, they didn't, didn't charge extra yeah. for anything that was autographed by him. But yeah, I know what you're we saying. We missed him by like two days or something. Know, That's what's funny. Know. 
Um, so the schedule is posted. So if you're going, definitely check that out. You're going to want to start uh, figuring out what panels you want to go to, what shows you want to go to. Seven thirty. Oh, setup. I was like, yeah, good exhibitor god. Setup like we do for the toy yeah, show. Yeah. Um, well, we're also going to, uh, as a request, and I think we talked about it, didn't we? What? We talked about it on the last show, Andy's request to kind of do an yeah. overview. Yeah. Yeah. We I was just, supposed to remind you. I'm glad you remembered. Yeah. I, I, uh, I couldn't remember if we had actually talked about it or just, I remembered. So we'll be talking about that in the listener and feedback section. Uh, we got our first box set image. So Ooh. this is actual in hand of what the uh, cover art and the toys in their foam look like together. Oh, it's like, it looks like a dog? <laughs> Yay. So that's crazy. <laughs> so this is the Voyager. So all of these are deluxes. Uh-huh. And this is supposed to be the next size up. Isn't that crazy? How it just it doesn't look much bigger. Yeah, that's kind of weird. And actually, Metal Hawk looks like the biggest piece in there. Yeah. And he's actually one of the smaller ones. Huh? Is so. it just the... It's just the wingspan. He's real flat. Like, if you think yeah. all these other are cars, but... Well, I mean, I is it because, the like, their, ones, their vehicle mode is... Yeah. Yeah. Smaller, like, but... Exactly. So once you transform the vehicle vehicles or they bigger. end up being a little bit taller than him and then and then gigatron over here definitely gets bigger when yeah, he's in his exactly. robot mode um so there's that if you're interested in that okay come on oh we've got a slow internet connection um so we talked about how there wasn't going to be any third-party toys um so robot kingdom the last couple years have had a third-party exclusive at the show that you could pre-order there. And uh, so this year they announced they're still going to have a third-party exclusive at the show. It's just not going to be at their dealer table. So they said they'll be providing information that if you're interested, and it's going to be perfect effect like la uh, last year's. Uh, and they're going to allow them to do that? That just seems like there's... How are they going to know? They're not saying, hey, BotCon, we're going to have an exclusive there and you can't stop us or anything. They're just not going to have it at their table. You can't have it in the dealer room. Mm. Yeah, it, they don't, even though they have a hotel we'll room. We'll meet you out back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's all hotel rooms. You think about dealers at Comic-Con. Yeah. All their hotels are right around Comic-Con. Yeah. That's really important to them. And they probably get first shot at those, blah, blah, blah. So... I should ask George and Aileen if they do get first shot, because they've always been in real close hotels. I don't they've know. They've always that's been just in the what is it, the Hyatt? The new one. I think that's a Hilton, isn't it? Whatever that big one is. <laughs> right, right across right the there. street. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the new uh, Transformers MMO Transformer. <laughs> Oh, bless you. Thank you. Excuse me. Transformers Universe is going to allow you to reserve your name before anyone else. So if you're interested in playing, I'm going to go reserve Slick McFavorite just for the hell of it. I'm never going to. I'm probably not going to play it. I tried to play the Old Republic, and it's just beyond my enjoyment. You know, I need to run and gun, slash and burn, 
fighting games, sports games, that kind of stuff. You just didn't like all those kids picking on you like, what are you doing, old man? Oh, I played I played early enough in the beta testing that everybody was like me. I just saw these people like wandering around doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, I thought it like they're supposed to talk to each other. I'd run into people. I'd try to talk to them. And I didn't know if they're just like, oh, this is a fucking noob that doesn't know it. But they would just walk away. I'm like, no, I was trying to say something. I just don't <laughs> like, know how. Talk to me. <laughs> yeah, what is it? One of my friends at work, uh, Soko, he um, he does World of Warcraft. And he's like, those kids are mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Joe Khan, we got our first teaser image for the new set. And we've got its theme. It looks like we're going to be picking up some October Guard. The official 2012 G.I. Joe Con is in June, but it's going to feel like October. And so the Oops. teaser <laughs> the teaser image we first got is of the first figure, and this is October Guard Dana. And this is Sniper. Um, I don't know who this is, so it's obviously a comic person. And I never really liked the October Guard, but I know lots of like lots of hardcore people are really excited. It's the October Guard, so must have been a lot more in the comic. Boobs. Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> PowerCon has announced Rudy Obrero, one of the original uh package artists for Masters of the Universe, will be excuse me, attending. And this was actually announced. I believe it was on a Rose Google dinner. It was on one of the podcasts I listened to. So uh, that's kind of exciting. And then uh, also, where is it here? There. Brian Dobson is also going to attend. So he was responsible for a lot of the voices in the 2000X series, um, including Skeldor, or Skeldor. Skeletor, Keldor, King His, Buzzoff, and Webster. So that's cool. I would be excited to see him. Uh, they also announced the volunteering program for PowerCon and fan programming. So it, we won't be able to make it. My kid will be just about uh, just under two months old. Aww. So I won't be there. But uh um, if you are going to be going to PowerCon, definitely keep up with all the latest news. Check the show notes. Also, if you're going to Comic-Con this year, they announced details for the uh, San Diego get-together for He-Man.org. And I guess it's going to be a lot larger than it's been. They're going to be taking out most of the bar. Um, the little area that it was in last year, uh -huh. that's going to be a VIP-only so you have Check to pay extra to get in there. And supposedly, that's where, uh, like, the Four Horsemen will be and Scott Knightlick and some of the uh, talent that'll be at mm -hmm. Comic-Con. So, I think that's cute. I Are mean, they going to be at that same place? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a pretty that's cool little saying. bar. So, that little side part, because you know there was a whole nother bar, yeah. right? You went over to the, Okay. So, that little side area is going to be VIP. That's where the food's going to be now. Because remember, I was telling you, is bitching last year. Like, I need to know because the food costs money and blah, blah, blah. So, now. Didn't we end up buying our own food? Yeah. 
Yeah, because they didn't bring out the snacks till like seven o'clock. Oh, I mean, yeah, they were we smart to, to do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and our food was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had, really d- and didn't we have a coupon for it? Did we have a. We probably did. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Um, so definitely hit the show notes for details on that. Uh, TFCon 2012 announced that they're going to be getting Scott McNeil. Uh, Scott McNeil was the voice of Waspinator, Dinobot, Rat Trap, and Silverboat in the Beast Wars, as, long, as well as a bevy of voices. He is he is hilarious to be around. Um, one of the best guests I've ever seen at a BotCon. So if you're in the area there for TFCon, definitely make sure you hit that shit up. Um, let's see. Star Wars Weekends announces all their guests. And it's pretty much the same shit every year. You've got some Ray Park. Um, you got Yay. Tom Kane here. Oh, come on, Groupon. Give me a break. Really? Tom Kane spawned a Groupon ad? <laughs> uh, Jake Lloyd. That's awesome. Uh, I like this one. Star Wars: The Clone Wars voice talent currently TBD. That's a good announcement. Oh, I hate oh you. that's fucked up. Uh, this is kind of cool. This was the actual, and I don't know how you pronounce this. How would you pronounce Michonne. it? Michan Borak. Yeah, no, I don't know about that. She was the original Aurora Singh and the Phantom Menace. So she is the live action Aurora Singh. Um, Jeremy Bullock, Daniel Logan. So, ooh, Nika Futterman. Baby Boba. So, yeah, if you're around the Disney park there, Disney World, I should say, specifically. Uh, those are some of the guests you can expect there. Auto Assembly exclusive. So, it turns out that uh, BotCon's not the only one. Uh, what is presumably being affected by an overzealous person in their legal department. I think uh, I think somebody either yeah I think somebody either lost their job and they brought somebody in that could do it or something or somebody's trying to make a name for themselves or something like uh-huh. that because so auto assembly has always had a a exclusive comic book cover of one of the IDW comics. Mm-hmm. So it's not a full comic. It's just, it's a comic that it's one that gets released to all the stores. But what Auto Assembly would do would pay an artist to do a custom cover through IDW. So through uh-huh. a license, a license, licensor. Um, and that's what would be their exclusives for attendees. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hasbro. Nope. Can't get an exclusive cover this year. Isn't that fucking ridiculous? What? And it's not even like they're saying auto assembly, you can't do it. They're telling IDW, you can't do a custom cover for a non-official, for a non-official Transformers convention. I mean, it's just freaking getting out of control. And so what they're well, going to do is, and this is, uh, I mean, That man. means that somebody that we either didn't realize or we didn't know about 
um, ruined it all yeah. for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's so rampant. Remember when we started this, we would talk about like one third party thing a show. And now I yep. limit the section to three or four. It could have 15 different third party yep. news set, you know, news things, news stories. Wow. My brain is it's firing on all four twenties. Um, but what, so what they're going to do is they're going to do their whole own comic and just do it as a fan produced thing. That's yeah. And I don't know what quite the difference is there, uh, besides that they're not going, because again, IDW was told you can't do a custom cover. They weren't told that they can't do a custom comic book. So they're going to still do the cover and they're going to produce an entire comic book. So more well, props to them, man. That's, that's very cool that they're sticking with it and yeah. trying to do that. You know, I mean, it's a bonus for, for us. Instead of just getting a cover, we're getting a whole comic book. Yeah. Right? But that exclusive cover with the official comic Mm-hmm. Is in my opinion, that would be a little bit nicer, you know. Mm. But and talking about uh, exclusive not doing well, so we haven't covered this in quite a while. But uh, last year's Slagacon um, had a very optimistic view. Had a very optimistic plan of doing a Optimus Prime, a universe Optimus Prime, or a classics Optimus Prime armor set. Uh-huh. And it's going to be called Vector Zeta. And uh, so from the get-go, it kind of looked like shit. I wish I had more pictures here to show you to kind of remind you. We just have the robot one. But uh-huh. the trailer looked like funk. I mean, it just looked like a bunch of gobbledygook. Uh-huh. And then the armor... This is probably one of the most flattering shots I've ever seen of it. And it still doesn't look very good. That dog. It's somebody's signature. That's funny. Um, But it was just one of these really bad ones. Then the first test shots came in and they were horrible. Mm -hmm. So now they've canceled this. All right. Mm Well, guess what? When you're a fan and you take on a project like this and you take pre-orders for it, and this was like a $120 piece or something like that. even It might have even been more. You take pre-orders and everything. You invest all the money in it. And then you just decide not to do it because it turns out so shitty. You have to pay all that money back. Yeah. You know? And so... Unfortunately, the guy that runs Slagacon is going to just sell off as much of his collection as he needs to to pay everybody back. And what's fucked up is when I first read this story, someone put down here at the bottom like, oh, I really appreciate them doing what's right. But the whole mention of how he has to sell off part of his collection is just like pandering for sympathy. And I'm like, it's not fucking... Dude, if you had, again, optimistic goals, you know? You had optimistic goals and they fell through. And now you have to sell off, you know, for collectors, some of their most prized possessions. Yeah. You know, you have heirlooms handed down through your family. You have uh, 
things that your direct family has given you. And then probably after that, your collection. My collection is more important than this fucking TV, these couches, you know, shit like that. No, it's, it's it's a sad thing and it's unfortunate and it's, you know, it's just like a business going under. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's sad and it sucks that it turned out so poorly, but yeah. Hey, he took a risk. Yeah. I just always, whether it was really shitty or not, I just always feel sad for people. Yeah, I'd almost be like, just produce it and, you know, give people the chance, yeah. you know, to pay 120 bucks, knowing that they're going to have to do some work on it themselves. But hey, I tried kind of thing. I don't know. Anyways, that's, sorry to end con news on such a downer, but that's it Aww. for con news. I should have maybe put that first and then ended with all the fun bot con stuff. Uh, anyways. Uh, we like to ramp it up and then just let it fall down. <laughs> Toy news, Star Wars distribution issues. So this isn't really an article I've linked to or anything. This is just my own observations and, and some insider information. Uh, so basically, I don't know if you're like me, I have seen the deleted scenes wave, so wave two of the vintage collection, exactly twice. And uh, they were spotted in early February. So it's it's almost been three months now since they originally spawned, and I've only seen them twice here. I still don't have a Slave Leia. And the other figures besides the Mon Cal pilot and General Kraken, the other figures I've only seen once out of the two times I've seen them. So I've kind of pieced together what uh-huh. I have right now. Um, and there's been reports of that everywhere. Wave one is clogging the freaking pegs again because after Christmas, they they... Like, no one orders anything. They say, oh, new product's coming, new product's coming. So no one orders anything. They try to clearance it out. Nothing on the pegs at my Target before the new stuff hit. Mm -hmm. And now it's all hit, and it's not moving. I mean, or it could be moving, and they just bought so much goddamn stock of it. Mm -hmm. That it doesn't look like it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, now I don't know if this is... uh, because of this so wave three and four of almost wave three is just starting to show up now and wave four isn't has started showing up on ebay and stuff uh but it hasn't been spotted anywhere and now wave four is already completely sold out at entertainment earth so one of the largest distributors of this wave have just completely sold out of it. And from what I heard from a rep is that they're not planning on getting any more in as in Hasbro is not producing anymore because entertainment earth are one of the first people to get anything because they are, uh, the second largest wholesaler for Hasbro. So I mean, that's just insane, um, to think that we're not getting any new product, in the stores for the most part. And then now product that's due to us in a month or two is already sold out at one of the largest distributors. So, I mean, that's kind of crazy. Uh, if you are diehard, 
my suggestion is get cases, get singles now. I mean, there's a possibility that that you know Entertainment Earth isn't getting as much because retail is going to get tons of this stuff. But I'm telling you, there's some amazing figures in those waves, and if they go short packed or not short packed, if they go uh, not stocked well, I mean that shit's going to skyrocket. Yep. <laughs> Don't act like yours. <laughs> Miss Big Favor got up and blew her nose. If we didn't say, sorry, I sound more nasally than normal. No, I just think you slightly sound... more. No, Do I sound normal? I think Am I you usually sound this nasally? Thanks. I don't think I don't think you've sounded nasally at all. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just I am now like I'm at the bottom of the curve of getting over my cold. And you're just about at the I'm peak. I'm at the bell. Right? Yeah, you're just at the peak. So you're just about to head down. Yeah, I got Mrs. McFavorite uh, sick. So He's just lucky I can take Sudafed. Yeah, I was going to say, one of the girls at work is like, oh my God, you can't do that. She can't take anything. And she got cleared to take a as required amount of Sudafed. I've taken over the... I don't know how many I've taken. All right, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) I've taken six in the last three days. How about that? Yeah, see, that's appropriate amount. Hey, don't give me that. What was that? (laughs) You're like, I took like two every now and then. Is that too much? Oh, I just, I don't take drugs. This is the most drugs I've ever taken between the, the nose squirter and, uh, <laughs> and a couple Sudafeds I take each day. Okay. All right. Amazon.com <laughs> has, uh, well, there's been leaks. They actually haven't announced them of a retaliation four pack and a renegades four pack. So the retaliation four pack all we're getting is box art here of each of these, but it looks like we're going to be getting a Storm Shadow. Oh, excuse me. Wow. Jesus. Wow. A Storm Shadow, a what looks to be the first black Cobra Commander we're going to get. And that's not racist. That's the color of his uniform. <laughs> <laughs> a Roadblock. And then, of course, a Snake Eyes. Yay, Snake Eyes. So what? His armor looks a lot different. Yeah, they beefed it up a little bit and no lips. Not that you could tell that in the picture, but they're trying to bring him back to more what he looks like vintage style. Um, and then what probably is of more interest to people is the Renegades 4-pack. And now this, we actually have package shots. So everybody's been paying ridiculous amounts. Well, I went too far. Ridiculous amounts for this Storm Shadow right here. Because, mm-hmm. and this is something I screwed up on. I only have one of these two. Um, because it can be a Renegade Storm Shadow, or uh-huh. it can be a a very realistic looking uh, vintage storm shadow. It's got enough pieces and parts. And I mean, the accessories are just ridiculous on this. Yeah. See now, how much did that go for? 
Uh, right now, it's going for thirty-five to forty bucks. Well, at the store. Oh, eight dollars. See, now that's an eight dollar toy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, so what makes this cool is one, you'll get another shot at the Renegades. Um, the Renegade Storm Shadow, which I like. It's got the bare arms. Uh, you're going to get a Duke, which meh, you can get a Duke at any store right now. We're also getting a Snake Eyes, but what's awesome is it looks like it's coming with his duster. He like wore this duster in the cartoon. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. And then we're getting a Red Ninja. Uh, his shoes look like he's got hooves for feet. I think that's just a shadow that you're seeing. But yeah, I definitely see what you're saying in the picture. And then we're getting a red ninja, which is kind of, I mean, it's a red ninja. Or I guess it's a cobra ninja viper. And he's more maroon and gold than anything. But this four pack, I'm ultra excited about. I am, oh God. Oh, I'm happy for that i just love renegades i finally finished it the other day and oh my god it is so much better than transformers prime i like transformers prime it is so much better i mean head over heels better than it and unfortunately it got canceled um kabaya wave five and gaia garden gaia guardian <laughs> in hand pictures so uh uh away five is war for cybertron prime and then uh deathosaurus so deathosaurus <laughs> and then like saying that sorry oh no problem and then hotspot so the main commander of the of defensor or the Protectobots, the team itself. So what's kind of cool with this is, well, kind of cool and kind of sneaky. So you have these individual robots, okay? Uh-huh. And then, but you need, you need this guy right here. He's a single. You need him out of those to combine with these six other robots to make Defensor. So he sold in one case with these other two full-size ones. Uh-huh. And then these little ones are sold all in a separate case. Yeah, it's really weird. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're just buying these at the store, it's one thing where you're blind boxing them and trading them with your friends in Japan. But in America here, where they don't really sell singles of these, they either sell sets or cases you definitely want to find a case for these. So, but I'm excited because I love Kabaya and I buy them by the sets anyway. So, <laughs> so um, a while back we didn't get a chance to cover it because it was uh, it broke just after our last cast. Um, but there was a rumor. That Disney was going to start doing three and three quarter Star Wars figures uh-huh. that you could 3D scan your head and they would print it and output it and sell it to you on your figure, like all finished and everything. 
Now the rumor was was these were going to go for about a hundred bucks a piece, so they weren't going to be like, "Mommy, mommy, can I have my own action figure?" Because she'd go, "Fuck no." But would you have done it that first year we went to Star Tours? I'd have to see it. Yeah, I guess the girl would even be trickier because like long hair and stuff is really hard to do. You'd probably have to choose a hair, Uh and they would just model your face, but. Who knows? But anyways, so it turns out that either either that was just a it really was just a rumor it fell through because now there's a new rumor and this one I guess has a, is a lot more plausible and there's some confirmations to it. Again, I didn't do too much See, research. See, this one sounds a little bit more plausible. So this one is a custom carbonite figure. So same thing, they still do a 3D scan of your head, but you'd basically get a block of carbonite with your head being the head that's etched into it. So, and you're right, so no articulation, no accessories, no bullshit like that, you know, probably some kind of clamshell case, Yeah. you know, and just one, and not even three-dimensional. They could literally do... uh, it wouldn't be 2D because that'd just be one. They would. They could do only three sides instead of four, you know? Yeah, they do probably like from your ears forward. Yeah, you'd probably stick your head in a thing, mm-hmm. you know, and it would, the, per, the cameras would perfectly line up. Because that's the other thing with 3D scanning. I mean, you have to hold perfectly still. Like, there's lots of times yeah, where they Yeah, try getting to, a kid to do that. Yeah, exactly. So... So this would be cool if they did it. Again, this isn't official or anything. Um, it's coming from the same source as the previous one. So it, it's one of those things. Take it with a grain of salt. But talk about an awesome, awesome souvenir to go home with. That would you know? be pretty cool. Especially if they could get that to 30 bucks. I think that would be worth it. You know? Yeah, well, and it's you're still saying that it's a three and three quarters carbonite? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, it's custom sweets. Well, yeah, I get that. Yeah, thirty bucks would be a little bit more reasonable than a hundred for a figure. See, and the messed up thing with Disney World is that they price their shit because th- they have the mindset, and most people are when they go to Disney World, they're like, "Fuck it, we're gonna spend." We're already spending two grand. What's another grand in toys anyway? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we spent more on... Well, actually, I think we spent more at Universal Studios than we did at Disney. But at least when we went. Yeah. Well, well I don't no, know. We spent I, spent, I spent a lot at Universal Studios because of Harry Potter. Well, and we, and we spent a lot at Disney because of the Disney figures. The Disney Star Wars figures. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. no, a lot of the money at Universal was eating at Harry Potter, not giving a shit. Yeah, you went off with the Harry Potter stuff, (laughs) which is good. He had to stop me. He's like, do you really need three ones? I'm like, you don't understand. (laughs) And you got your third one. (laughs) I Third wand, after all. Anyway, okay. All right. Um, So, since it looks like Hasbro's pretty much stopped doing Q&As, and because there's not really much news going on with Masters of the Universe on the regular, 
We're, I'm going to go ahead and put the Q&As back in here since I wasn't doing a good job of doing Q&A only episodes anyways. And we're going to go over the last two rounds of Masters of the Universe Q&As. Okay. So these are pretty much just my highlights. Things, and th- these last two were ridiculous. So many read the bios. So many, that's a great idea, but we can't comment. So this is pretty much what I could scrape from it. First off, Pixel Dan finally launched his own site. He, it's so funny. He's like, he's like the star of the band that like has now broken away from the band and started his own thing. You know, uh-huh. and you can. It, it's just funny to watch. Like watch those podcasts now and listen to them. And there's like just a slight. You know, they're still friends and everything, but. It's like Pixel Dan has his own thing now, you know. But so this was pretty big. He was one of the first sites to get, or not one of the first, but he got a sneak peek at the new Mosquito figure, which is his favorite figure. He like he always asks every year, "Are we getting Mosquito this year?" You know. And now he's mosquito. like Mosquito. Yeah. So they gave him the exclusive. It was just the boot, so it wasn't much. They gave but, him a foot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but still, that's I mean that's pretty good. So you can go to pixel-dan.com and check out that release. It's also where you can get all his videos across all of his different projects he does. Um, uh, there will be no further production of the Bizarro Faker Two Pack. So this never made it to stores. If you didn't buy it online or at the show, you missed it, essentially. So I have a feeling that that uh, that uh, it was a battle armor fake core. Uh-huh. That figure is going to go for ridiculous amounts of money, you know. So do do people that have shit like that? Do they just like? They just sit there, and then they see that news, and they're all, boom, eBay. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, that news, now it's a better thing to just, like, sit on it, you know, for uh-huh. a little bit. But I, I got to admit, I've, I have one for sale, or I will have one for sale once I get to that box. Because, again, I was buying everything in twos, everything yeah. in twos up until the 30th anniversary line. That's the only thing I haven't bought in, in two so far. So, I mean, it great. I mean, it sucks for people that can't get one, but I got baby bills to pay, yo. Mad baby bills. Mm-hmm. I need to be putting up walls. That's right. <laughs> uh, Granamir and his price will be revealed at Comic-Con. Um, they did talk about how they were they originally talked about Grand Amir being an 80 to $100 figure so Megator right there uh-huh. $40 or maybe 45 think 40 and then the Shadow Beast that's behind him uh-huh. that was a $30 figure mm. so now picture an 80 to $100 figure good God so Mattel says they are hearing lots of people complaining that that was too expensive. So they are looking into ways to scale them back. So we'll see what we get at at Comic-Con. See, and what's funny is that they're going to scale them back. They're going to make them more expensive. And then 
people are going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're going to be like, can we... W- wow, I'm actually standing up for them. Um, they're going to be like, we can't win, can we? No. <laughs> well, whether it's Mattel or Hasbro, you really can't win when it comes to... Collectors. You really I'm can't. just too finicky. Uh, Gwildor would include a bucket of chicken if they made him. So he's the he's the kind of comic relief from the 87 movie. And so there's a scene where he's just loving on some earth fried chicken. And so they're like <laughs> And again, take this with a grain of salt, but uh whoever's answering the Q&As, it was like Gwildor would definitely include a bucket of chicken. So um Digital River updates are dependent on a contractual agreement. So everybody's been saying, hey, you promised all these amazing Digital River customer service improvements. Where the hell are they? You know? They're like, we haven't written it into our contract yet? (laughs) Yeah. What? They're they're still under contract negotiation for the changes that they would like to have done. What were the changes? There's no... I mean... There's always the general ones that they've said that they would be nice to have, like combined shipping for day of. Uh You can say, I want to buy an extra figure, and it gets shipped along with your subs. Uh You know, shit like that. Okay. But, again, they haven't been really clear. They just said huge improvements are coming. Uh. Um, so San Diego Comic-Con exclusives will be announced in April as they always have been unlike in past years where they've been on attack of the show or past year. I think it's only one year they did that. Um, they're going to be revealed on MaddieCollector.com. So it doesn't matter what cable service you have. If you have cable, so long as you got the internet, you got it. (laughs) Uh, so Combined shipping. I know I've bitched about this. I called the last time I didn't get combined shipping, and I got it waived. Um, So they explained it more thoroughly, what they meant. By the first month would not be combined. It wouldn't be until they renewed that they combined. What they meant was it wouldn't be until each one of your subscriptions renewed would it be combined shipping? So, January, all we had was a master's figure. So they're looking, so when they're, I'm sorry, go ahead. So all we had was a master's figure. Mm-hmm. So along came February, we had a master's and a 30th anniversary figure. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so, and, sorry, and a Voltron. So no combined shipping there because the 30th anniversary and the Voltron hadn't renewed yet. That was the first order of each one of those subs. So now in April, for me, I have a master sub, a 30th sub, and a Voltron sub, and they're all in renewal. I've received at least one figure's from all of my subs. So now that they're all in renewal, as opposed to my first figure, they are all shipping together. 
And that is indeed the case. I got my shipping notice and it finally combined shipping. Three figures, including that big ass lion, is going to be $12 shipping the way it should have been all the time. So that's a little bit of explanation about the combined shipping. If I were you, I'd still complain about February shipping if you didn't get it combined. I complained two months after the fact last year and they went back and waived two months before and waived the rest of the year because I complained enough. So, I mean, it's basically... Was that also because I was yelling in the background, fucking asshole? <laughs> no, it's funny. I was doing most of this at work. Oh. <laughs> and that's what was annoying me because I, we don't talk in our little cubicle farm. You know, if you need to do personal talk, you get up and go outside kind of thing. Anyways, uh, talking about more issues, Fisto issues. So, uh, Fisto... Uh, lots of people's, uh, uh, subscriptions got canceled in February and they didn't get them reinstated in time to get Fisto. And so by the time they did get them reinstated, they were all out of Fisto's because they took all the people that they predicted they would be canceling their reservations and move that into, uh, online stock and customer service stock. So once you got your subscription shit figured out, they're like, oh, we don't have that Wait, they figure for you. M- Mattel canceled the subscription or the because people? Because your credit card wasn't valid. Oh. Like people, again, Wait it's a minute, there. but your credit card wasn't valid and they still... I called and changed it in time. They, again, they put out very clear things that said, make sure your credit card's up to date. Well, no, I know, but even when you were trying to get out of the subscription because your credit card. Uh, Exactly. I'm confused. Discover's one of the only companies that will honor contracts like that. Remember when it happened the last time, I said, make sure to put your subscription on a debit card. Because a bank will never let a charge go through once it's... Oh, so it's your fault they didn't get their Fistos. My... Oh, because they put it on a debit... <laughs> well, they also didn't keep their debit cards up to date or something. But. So yeah, uh, lesson learned. If you don't give a shit, put it on a Discover. Because you'll get shit whether you want it or not. If you want to be able to cancel after you get your subscription figure each year, then... Put it on a debit card or <laughs> probably any other card. Uh, they did hint at the possibility of determining what the subscription, because they don't let the subscriptions change anyways. Mm-hmm. Like they never move characters around or anything. Or not move them around, but they never cancel them or add more expensive ones. Mm-hmm. They're kicking around the idea of doing... Uh, 12 equal payments each month. So instead of having a month where you have one $20 figure. And then the next month, a $50 figure. Yeah, because you have two figures and and stands or whatever. You know, you could have $60, whatever. You would pay $40 every single month. Again, for people that keep a real close eye on it, which I should be doing considering certain credit 
obligations, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive will be $30, not just for a mere price hike, but because it will have more pieces than the standard issue. So that's interesting now that the Comic-Con exclusive is going to be 30. Um, oh, I, never mind. I thought the, I thought the regular release of it was still going to be 25, but no, they're just saying in general, the Comic-Con single figure release is going to have more pieces, which makes it more expensive. That makes sense. Do you mind turning on the fan a little bit? It's right in front of you. You looked over there. Burning up. I know, because I thought it was over there. My bad. Yeah, you're bad. Uh, so <laughs> we don't have to wait for Comic Con uh, until a new figure is revealed. They are actually going to reveal the September Masters of the Universe uh, classic figure in May. So only one more month to find out a new figure we'll be getting. Um. The character contest winner is going to be announced at San Diego Comic-Con. They are actually not going to uh, contact him previous to them announcing it. So if he's at the panel, he'll hear that, or she, I shouldn't say he, they will hear that they won the same time everyone else does. Or if they're not at Comic-Con, they're going to hear over like He-Man.org or someone like me, like live blogging it or something, you know? Well, they should ask all the contestants if they're going to be there or not. And all the contestants that... Well, there's, there's hundreds of contestants. Yeah. So obviously all the contestants aren't, are not going to be there. Well, when it gets narrowed down a little bit more. That's... In my opinion, that's absolutely... The person that asked this question said, are you guys flying them out there to be with you when you announce them as the winner? They're like, no, no one's going to know till we announce it. I'm like, that's kind of I can kind of get, like, that's kind of cool, but... Yeah. There's a chance that they would <laughs> leak it. I mean, in this day and age... Yeah. In this day and age, if I won something like, I mean, again, a big NDA that says, if you tell anyone we won't make your figure, you know, would probably yeah. be enough yeah. to not tell anyone. <laughs> but anyways, um, so speaking of judging, uh, I actually haven't read this yet all the way through. I kind of scanned it, but this is how they judged the character contest. Okay. So... And I just want you to read some of the bad. This is verbatim. This is taken from the Mattel representative's answer on this official Q&A. We had eight different judges from four different areas of Mattel design, packaging, marketing, and the franchise group. Each judge could bring their top favorite to our final judge off, and then each judge could vote for two figures but it couldn't be their own the winner was clear very quickly from that but it was up to each judge to pick their single candidate from all the entries to bring to the final judge off there were a lot of great entries and it was hard for each judge to only bring one entry to the final judge off in the end each judge brought the entry that spoke to him or her the most for a variety of reasons 
So yeah, so eight judges were able to bring the, bring one apiece. So like you say, mm-hmm. it would be nice if they told the eight finalists, hey, you're a finalist. Anybody hears that you're a finalist, you're no longer a finalist. But we're going to announce it at Comic-Con, so if you want to make it out, there's a one in eight chance that your name's going to be announced yeah. there, you know? And then that finalist is sitting there on the Comic-Con website all, I'm numbered at what thousand in line? Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> exactly. Not like you could get a ticket even if you wanted to. You couldn't even get a badge for the day of the fucking panel? <laughs> And so I put it, I meant to put a disclaimer there that we were going to be doing like 12 different bullet points and to say, if you're not a master's fan to skip ahead 10 minutes. So reverse spoiler, <laughs> that's what Our we apologies. were going to say. <laughs> um, Whoopsie. Million publishing generations book for 2012's exclusive has been announced and he is art fire. Which I had no freaking clue who this was. Uh, this turns out it, it's a combination of Inferno and Grapple. Um, and it turns out that he was in the Japanese manga. The Japanese manga. I'm listening. He's a very cool looking figure. Yeah, no, that's what I was just saying. That's crazy that they're making it's a figure crazy. of the Japanese manga. Um <laughs> Especially considering this has had some of the most fan-demanded figures in the past. Uh They were the first one to do the uh, Classics Deluxe Ghost Starscream before it got knocked off a million times. Where it's all clear plastic from, uh, from the third season of Transformers when he comes back after he was killed oh, in the movie. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, the one that you love. I think you've seen yeah. that at least three times, haven't you? At least. <laughs> and uh, they also did the uh, clear, uh, clear classics. in the first place. <laughs> clear classics mirage. And then the one that I wanted really bad because it hasn't been knocked off yet, was the uh, uh, Deluxe Stepper, the Generations uh, repaint. So so this guy, cool. I don't have any worry about him. He's about on the level with uh, Skids and Screech from uh, the uh, Generation 1. Um, new Vintage Style Joes. These are very interesting. So, Joe Declassified, is, which very well known for this, uh, has found pictures of, or actual samples, of new G.I. Joe oh, figures. Oh, that's why his feet look like they had hooves. Because, oh, uh, the ninjas? Oh, yeah. I don't know if Snake Eyes has the toes, though. So, okay, sorry. No worries. This, uh, so, what it looks like they're going to be doing in dollar stores... Here, let me scroll down to this because they have a ridiculous amount of pictures. Make you sick watching all those. A little bit. Um, come on. Come on. You Okay. So this is what, like, for... Remember those ones we sold at the toy show that were, like, little $3 G.I. Joes? Like, they didn't have any exclusives. They were on a little tiny card like this. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's what these are going to be. So see, they're just on a little tiny generic, uh-huh. uh, and like his only card. thing is the stand and the sword. Yeah, and one accessory to go with it. 
But what's awesome about these is they're using newer molds, and these are vintage uh, versions of these figures. These are uh, early 90s versions of Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. This is a grunt, you know, with a removable helmet. So essentially a green shirt. Uh-huh. Perfect army builder. We get uh, Shipwreck and his cool little beanie wow. and That's turtleneck. Yeah, I mean, you think these are, I mean, these are going to be like four, maybe five bucks. So I'm, I'm really excited. Oh, this is probably one of the biggest things I'm excited for is a shadow Cobra officer. So an all black Cobra officer, that which is, is pretty cool, dude. He looks gorgeous, and then a shadow hooded Cobra commander. I am like thoroughly excited for these. These dollar store figures like this have always been have always been real generic. I haven't liked the re. Well, I guess there's been a few of them that I've liked. I guess we'll be frequent frequenting our our neighborhood Dollar Tree more often. No, Shane said he'll carry them. <laughs> I asked him, "Are you going to carry these? Because I want to. I want to claim a set right now." But oh, good. <laughs> so he's going to mark them up. I, I assume so. He's got a, He's got an expensive store to pay for. Um, let's see. A club membership exclusives are now shipping. So if you joined either the Transformers Collector Club or the GI Joe Collector Club before March 16th, your Footloose and your Run Amok. I was like, I already forgot what the what the. Uh, Transformers Club was, but your run amok should be shipping. And I think it's overrun or something, but anyways, mm-hmm. I don't pay attention to that. Renaming bullshit. Uh, should be shipping and on your way to your house. Uh, vintage Wave 3, 4, and 5 case breakdowns have been revealed. So, like I said before, um, I have a bad feeling that these figures are going to be extremely hard to find, especially the way they are packing these cases. So four and five are kind of the new ones that we're learning about right now. So some of the more fan demanded uh, uh, figures like the Yuzhong Vong. Um, Is it bad that every time that we start talking about the Star Wars figures, I kind of shut off? I'm I tell you what I'm kind of done too. I mean, it's somebody was oh is JD JD was talking about that on his podcast. Uh-huh. That he's just kind of shut down from Star Wars. Like he's totally gone like uh GI Joe right now. Uh-huh. Um and I'm kind of with him. I mean it's it's yeah. Anyway. But anyways, uh so they're single packing all the new figures. So that's what's made this, that's what's made, uh, and that's why I'm thinking the deleted scenes wave might be more places than I think it is Uh because they're repacking wave one figures. So I don't see any of those, but I just still see a bunch of wave one figures. 
So that's another reason why I'm worried that we're not going to be seeing some of these later cases. But but they are they're repacking um, some of the harder to find ones like uh, the Barris Ophi, and uh, you've got the very hard to find expanded universe um, uh, Arc Trooper Commander, and then we get another shot at the Gamorrean Guard. Um, I don't think the I don't think the Rebel Fleet Trooper was too hard to find. Um, See, the Yuzhan Vong guy is kind of cool. I always just like that name. Yeah. <laughs> and and there is a revision case um, for, for four. So you got another shot there. The shitty thing about the revision case mm-hmm. is the revision case is the only one that has Wedge Antilles again. So that's what happened the last time with Wedge and Tilly's is only the revision cases got him and we never found him. And he's probably one of the most expensive vintage figures right now. Why is that? Uh, because it's the first time that they've released a Wedge and Tilly's on a single card and all they did was put him in a case revision. Um, lots of... Lots of uh, I shouldn't say the way it worked out with the vintage figures, the revision cases hardly at all hit retail stores. It was mostly online stores that got them. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was nearly impossible to find in stores. As soon as it's nearly impossible to find in stores, online stores bump up the price twofold so before before people even knew he was hard to find in the stores he was 20 bucks on online stores so but it's better than i mean ebay prices for him at one time were 80 90 bucks jesus i mean ridiculous um so in this uh uh wow yeah, wow. my brain is not working. You need some green tea. I think so. I think so. So, <laughs> uh, so definitely go check out these wave breakdowns. Um, the the uh, wave five is going to be big too, in my opinion. You're going to finally get the single carded Galen Merrick from the Force Unleashed. Uh, you're going to be getting uh, shave. Is it Shea Vizsla? Um, the, the female bounty hunter from uh, oh, the yeah. Old Republic. Is that Darth Malgus? Luke again? Oh, nice. Oh, and Wedge is going to be in that case, too. Okay, so that's a little bit better. At least he's going to be in Wave 5. Yeah, Darth Malgus is the... He's the uh, Sith Lord. Oh, yeah. From the... The old republic. See, I like all of those guys. Like the EU figures, mm-hmm. just something out of the ordinary yeah. instead of them just recycling through all the vintage figures over and over again. Yeah. Like, well, I just like the story. Well, it's just like the old stories, like Bane, Ravon. Oh, I and see. And things so, like that. So, a more civilized time, you might say. Maybe. <laughs> Do you have a bad feeling about that? <laughs> Not a bad, bad feeling about a lot of things. <laughs> um, lastly, in toy news, Hasbro's new packaging initiative. 
Um, so basically, Hasbro wants to decrease the amount of packaging they use over the next two years. I wrote my discussion board on this. Oh, did you? Yes. Well, then here, why don't you cover it? No. Go what? Ahead. Did you really write a discussion board on it and you can't recap it? <laughs> no, it was like six weeks ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is kind of <laughs> old. Um, but so basically, they just want to reduce the product to package ratios. And they did hint that they'd be using, uh, how did they put it? I can't. More environmentally friendly, environmentally efficient packaging. Efficient, yeah. So like using thinner papers and stuff like that. Thinner cardboard. Yeah, they're talking about using thinner like plastics, bamboo, less um, like bamboo paper. I think is what it was, mm -hmm. um, and less uh, twist uh, ties. Twi yeah, no wire ties. Yeah, no wire and, ties, and, and, and like, like you that. say, less twist ties. They started using those kind of like uh, cardboard little mm -hmm. paper ones that are ultra thin and rolled up. Yeah, and molded and less PVC. Yeah, so less of the plastic bubble. Yeah. So this is good. I mean, I as much as I'm a packaging aficionado, I actually look forward to seeing how they want to reduce it. I mean, I would love to see a Star Wars package get down to... You know, yeah, four and a half inches by, you know, three and a half inches. You Corporate know? responsibility. Exactly. <laughs> now, the problem is, is we experienced this with the vintage cards when they first started. They were using a lighter material than they did later on in the line. Mm -hmm. And the cards were coming like warped out of the box. Like case fresh, they were warped because they were lighter. And the also problem with using a thinner gauge PVC mm -hmm. is then you have more chance of having crushed bubbles. Yeah. So for mint on card collectors, this isn't a good thing, especially because yeah. they're going to have normal, 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 little, 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 little on their yeah. carded walls. Well, <laughs> I bet you they can would look appreciate that they'll get more figures. Yeah. Per square foot, probably. Or, you know, you could always look at it as you can have perfect mint on card collections in a shitty environment. Or... <laughs> <laughs> you know, your kids couldn't have... You know, they don't have to have air to breathe, but you've got nice shiny bubbles. <laughs> All right. We're going to finally go ahead and take a break, Jesus. So, yeah, get, yeah, I get ready for time. a marathon. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knew it was coming. They're like, shit, they're not even to third party yet. So we are going to take a break, and we'll be right back with fan-made projects. Green tea. I think that sounds good. <laughs> Peace. Peace. Acting Cobra's really tough, you know. And Cobra's up to something that you G.I. Joe. Cobra! Cobra blew up the bridge. Bridge layer to the rescue. Introducing the new Joes, Barbecue and Shipwreck. We're going to start cover this time. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe Bridge Layer comes with driver. Or Striker comes with driver. Other figures and equipment sold separately from Hasbro. All right, guys. Welcome back. Let's go ahead and get into our fan-made projects. Uh, first up, Make Toys G1 Giant. That's right. We first we get our first look at the completed version 
of the Devastator homage in his G1 colors. It just looks really good. It just pisses me off that Hercules is bigger than him. Like, considerably bigger than him. <laughs> like, Hercules, the one uh, we talked about, yeah. Justin's reviews. Uh-huh. Like, if you put him next to each other, he would be up here. That's how much bigger the he is. The top of it, his, yeah. he would reach like two, in, what, it's about like two, three inches bigger? Yeah, easy, easy. But you think about the original G1 Devastator, the one I have, and he uh-huh. would be to like right here. So this guy is still considerably bigger, you yeah. know, but yeah, he just gets kind of overshadowed cool. by... And uh, they also, of course, this was actually posted after they showed the completed version of Yellow Giant. So here's what he looks like. So is he Devastator's brother? It's G2. They recolored him for G2. G2. You said that. I'm sorry. And it was brighter colors and everything. And what's weird is he was neon green in G1. So they went with like, oh, well, let's do regular construction colors. And they made them yellow. (laughs) I like the green, but the yellow is not bad either. No, and I like the yellow. It's just Devastator always be, you know, safety green. It'll always be green to me. (laughs) Uh, New Spy Monkey set. So... uh, we, I picked up a set of these uh, when they did their original drop. Now they have a customizer white or a do-it-yourself white, a clear and gold, That's so cool. clear and gold chrome plating. Why didn't they put that against like a gray or a black background yeah that's that's an issue with a lot of toy photographers. They use one background because they like the consistency okay i just wasn't sure if it was like an art thing (laughs) and then a glow in the dark with teal accents that's pretty cool wow it really glows yeah wow also photoshop yeah um so again these are going to be uh 20 bucks a piece except for the white uh and it is only going to be 15 bucks, so that's kind of cool that they're giving people a break on that since it doesn't have any, you know, all the other ones had, some, like, they either used clear plastic or they had painted parts, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So it's nice to see that the most generic of them is a little bit cheaper, you know. Mm-hmm. And 15 bucks for this set is amazing. All of the other colors are still available. I would recommend the gunmetal gray. You're making a bunch of bladed steel weapons. I think that the gray works the best, in my opinion. But, hey. Um... Uh, Justy Toys, best known for their uh, world's smallest transformer, Dinobots, has released some final pictures of its six-shot. So, and I think they actually call it something. Oh, I thought they had some fancy name for it. Anyways. The heck, sir? So. Excuse me. 
So this is a, he changes into six different things. The hexagon or whatever it was? Well, that's a different company's homage. So this is the world's smallest one. So he's about this big. Um, So Robot Puma. And I love that it's actually Puma. Uh, Space Jet Tank. Oh, Truck. (laughs) And then this, I don't know what... And I can't remember the story behind this, but it's more like an armored truck. And then this, uh, when you were a kid, the full-size one would be a gun for you to hold. Ah. Um, so this this is really cool. I, this I'm definitely going to be picking this up eventually. Um, what's cool is they're doing... Nothing. She's just being cute, smiling oh. at her. Oh, okay. As they're doing, uh, we've talked about how they're doing the G1 reissue of this. Granted, mm-hmm. it's going to be 160 bucks, so that's a little ridiculous. And then, like you brought up, Mastermind Creations, the people that are doing the, uh, that did my uh, Automotive Prime and are doing the Warboat Shockwave, mm-hmm. they're doing the more realistic homage to it, which a lot of people are saying, man, like, if you have 160 bucks, and that's what people are predicting uh, their homage is going to be, mm-hmm. are you going to buy the original G1? Are you going to buy the one that has all the new tooling of today? The modes look better, all that kind of shit, you know? So that's one of those like directly, like you are literally taking money from Takara because there are going to be people that buy your third party product and not the G1 release they do, you know? Well, it depends on how old school you are. Yeah, see, I I, I mean, again, he's not a big focus of mine. Uh I like the world's smallest transformer thing. That's kind of my gig. So I don't know if I'll buy either. But if if somebody said, here's $160, you can buy one of them. I would buy the G1 one for sure. Because, again, it's the whole thing that anybody can make a six changer nowadays, I think. Yeah. You know, in my opinion. (laughs) engineering I couldn't I guess I should say (laughs) you should be able to make a six changer nowadays you know Um, and this one more of a warning or I guess elation Um, no spoiler no oh (laughs) Uh, the battle tanker the make toys battle tanker has been knocked off so um they uh, the article I linked to has a comparison of them, and they are extremely close together. So this little, it doesn't have the modification to the breastplate that this one had, or mm-hmm. the crotch plate, and the heads are a little bit different. Cod piece. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, the real one looks much better in my opinion in, in than the, the knockoff. knockoff looks chubby yeah <laughs> I, I think I don't think it's better oh, yeah, I just think it's cute look, look at that <laughs> it's all chubby cheeks it's like a um, <laughs> so the head is definitely the, the most is the worst part about the KO but I mean besides that I mean look at these things yeah it's pretty 
I mean, I mean, it's almost. The wheels and people are, are saying that. that the quality's almost identical uh-huh. to like uh, the plastic, because that's a big thing with knockoffs. Um, the LED isn't as bright. That's what they're trying to show here. Uh-huh. And oh, this yeah. is gray, but it's black here. I'm like, I think I prefer it black. But anyways. Oh, and then these swords are obviously different. The KO doesn't have the paint app and has a black handle. Oh. But they even knocked off. This is the, uh, this sword is the, uh, uh, like special, uh, special first edition bonus you get. Oh. Like if you ordered the first run of the battle tanker. Uh-huh. So a way to separate first and second runs. And so they even knocked off the first run sword that yeah. you get. <laughs> well, it's not as good. I mean, look at the um, yeah, pass I, the handle into the yeah the actual carvings on the all, blade. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I mean everything is much softer. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean that's that was the big thing with the head is everything's just softer. The paint apps aren't as accurate. You oh know? yeah, the eyes look horrible. Yeah. So, but, okay, so now knowing all that, original battle tanker, $110. Uh-huh. This knockoff battle tanker shipped $45. Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> and and get this a company little... shouldn't be doing these any- anyways. That's what's kind of crazy. That's what I love. Because remember KO Toys, the site that I love that got closed down? Uh-huh. So they can still sell this shit. Because it's knocking off shit that's knocking off shit. Oh, it's like the knockoffs of the knockoffs? Exactly. I mean, it's, it's people knocking off IP infringement. So Hasbro's like, go ahead, cannibalize each other for all we care. Yeah. You know? So, and. Unfortunately, I I am most likely going to pick up the knockoff. And I had considered buying the original, but a hundred bucks was too expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I would have never bought it if the KO wasn't it didn't come out, but now that I can get the KO and it's been confirmed that it's like almost as good a quality for more than half off. Yeah, sorry. There's some ethics for you, folks. <laughs> I don't even have honor among thieves. <laughs> that's how that's how down low I am. That's how low I am. Um, all right, let's go ahead and get into store reports, sightings, motherfucker. We are getting retaliation. Uh, so uh, the biggest places confirmed that they broke retaliation. Street date was Mayor in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, I'm not sure if this is where uh, Carded Heroes. Oh, shit, this is horrible. Because I follow both of them. I can't remember if it's Carded Carded Heroes or Cool and Collected. Um, But one of them found them at their store and has been doing a review a day every week of each Mm -hmm. figure. Um, And so it's definitely been broken. It's been broken in multiple places. Um, so be on a lookout for that, especially if you have a mayor. Um, if you're a person that likes to stock targets, we have DPCIs 
And more importantly, in my opinion, the prices. Because we had just seen Target raise their prices on their G.I. Joe figures to ten ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Most expensive three and three quarter figure I've ever seen, as far Oops. as I know. Well, again, retail, mass market, yeah, that kind of thing. So luckily, it looks like the uh, retaliation figures are going to be dropping, quote, dropping back down to eight ninety nine, and I think that's why they did it. They raised them really high, and then they're going to say retaliation figures. Look how cheap they are even though retaliation figures are almost $2 more expensive than the figures were five months ago. I was going to say, do you think they raised them to try to stop scalpers, but... Ah, yeah, no. (laughs) Scalpers don't give a shit. They're going to... Actually, it enforces scalping. I I just finished off my uh, Wave 4 with uh, Sci-Fi, buying it from a scalper. Because I couldn't find it in the store, and the scalper price was just about what it would be if I found it in a Target. So, hmm. yeah, it almost when you increase your prices that much, it almost it sends people to scalpers. You know, it's not worth my time to check, keep driving back and forth from stores when for a dollar more I can get it on eBay. You know, I just think. St- not that that's where I got it. Scalpers but. need to get smacked in the face. You tell them, sweetie. Hey, wait. We're going to be trying to scalp toys ourselves. Well, not. No, you're not scalp. going. We're and selling our clearing all the toys and, out and yeah, then going and exactly. That's the type of scalping I'm talking about. Yeah, is not giving other people a fair chance. Exactly. Yeah, buying every single one that's on the pegs. Um, so check out the show notes if you want to know those DPCIs and see some of the prices for the other vehicles and multi-packs Dollar General to start getting uh, uh, Legends Classics so and these aren't just uh, reissues these are actually repacks in which I was misspeaking when it came to vintage anyways uh, you're going to be able to get Reveal of the Shield Legends Optimus Prime, Legends Starscream, Universe 2.0 Megatron. So this is not the, this isn't the RTS Megatron that was the gun. This is the green tank. So uh, the G2 homage, essentially, a Megatron. Which is a great mold. I I love the mold for a tank of that size. And then you're also going to get what they're calling Dark of the Moon Cyberverse Bumblebee. It's from the Cyberverse Evolution set because of the paint job. The the, uh, everything, there's no mold differences in it as far as I know. Uh It's just that's more accurate. The paint job is more accurate to that release of him. So great news if you weren't able to find those Starscream and Prime Primes. Eh, that Starscream's amazing. Um, and then TF Prime Cyberverse Legions Wave 2 has hit stores. These have been found from everywhere from uh, California to Idaho via TFW 2005. So this is kind of a mix... A mix... <laughs> 
wow, I'm even drinking caffeine now. I feel more awake. It's kind of a mixed <laughs> bag of figures. Um, so one of them was the dark of the moon uh, sound wave, but he's kind of more painted in like Viacon style colors from RI or from Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evac is the new uh, Transformers Universal Studios ride figure so he's not really in prime then we do get breakdown so it's a legends version of breakdown from the cartoon the Three. evac was that's the the car that you're like riding in for the ride right yeah. okay yeah yeah that's exactly right. it's oh, kind of see, like i do remember things what they call that on the spider-man ride is like the new scoop or something like I that. The, I remember, remember they were like, oh, we unveiled the new news scoop. And they had like news articles on it in the cartoon and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I'm excited for is mm-hmm. to like get fiction about it and everything. Yeah. I mean, I, that's, I like the line shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Sorry. Moving no, on. Oh, no worries. Uh, so then we also get a Mirage Stealth Fighter, which I don't know how stealth you are when you're bright red. And I could swear this is a repaint of, um, I think it's a repaint of Dead End from, uh, uh, well, no, because Dead End would be Revenge of the Fallen, and I could swear this is Dark of the Moon Mold. Anyways. I love it when he conversates with himself. Sorry. <laughs> it's <That's>... so cute. <laughs> Anywho, so those are hit now. Online, new items and pre-orders. Iger, Hinch, and UFO are up for order. So we talked about Hinch on the last show. So I actually, I gave glowing praise for Spray. Absolutely amazing. When I ordered him, he was fourteen ninety nine with free shipping mm-hmm. from China or Taiwan, wherever these are made. Other people have loved Rager, which is the Huffer. I was never a big fan, so I didn't pick him up, and I almost regret not doing it. It's still not that bad. They went up three bucks once they came into stock, but you still get free shipping, so 18 bucks and free shipping. Then they decided to take this line and upsize it. So we talked about that in the last episode. Hinch and UFO are literally like an inch bigger than these guys. And they're all homages to the little tiny mini bots. Mm -hmm. Well, not only did they increase the size, but it also increased the price to a ridiculous. So even pre-order... Again, with free shipping, which there's something to be said about that from Japan. Hinch and UFO, which is Cosmos, $34 now. I mean, that is more than 100% higher price than Spray and, and Rager were. So these are two of my favorite characters. And all the stuff they've shown is amazing. And there's just, I can't do it. I'm not going to pay that much. That is a lot of money. And UFO, I want so bad. Cosmos was one of my favorite characters. Lots of people liked Braun, so I wasn't like, I was kind of like, eh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, it's a little aggravating. 
crazy. Like, yeah, I'm like, I really want you. Well, it's just so awesome. But anyways. There's there's lots of pictures. <laughs> it's not the same. I know you really want my collection to be all <laughs> digital picture based. <laughs> You're like, just sell everything, but take pictures before you do it. And it'll be like you still own it. I, I'll, we could do like a photo shoot, like take <laughs> pictures holding them all next to it. <laughs> um, let's see. A ridiculous amount of Japanese Prime stuff has gone up for pre-order on all your favorite toy websites. My favorite, of course, uh, for the most part, is Big Bad Toy Stores. I love combined shipping, and they do it oh so well there. Um, one, we're getting some repaints of the uh, Power Core combiners, which I'm like, meh. Uh, we are getting a Legend-size Ultra Magnus with hammer. So hopefully this is something that's going to show up in Prime, or maybe it already has, and I haven't watched the episode yet. Oh, God, my nose is getting so stuffy. Um, <laughs> it's all the talking. Oh, they finally released pictures. Oh, go to the blog right now. I wonder if any of these sold out. Right now, because go. by the time that this is actually up on the site for you to listen to, you... Missed it. Yeah, I could have bought all of them by now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so everybody's complaining that Japan gets these really cool microns. Um, and the one I specifically talked about in the show was Megatrons, whereas his big uh, arm cannon that transformed into a one-eyed ape. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I was like, God, I just do not want to... You know, pay the $40, $50 for the figure when all I want is the Micron. They're going to, they're selling the Micron separately, except for I don't see his. Oh. When I did the show notes, all they had were names. They didn't have pictures for any of these things. Oh, that's going to make me so mad. If they sell all of them except for Megatrons. <laughs> but anyways, so if you've been interested in any of the Microns you've seen so far, uh, oh, maybe H and I or one of his or something, you can now buy them separately for 8 bucks a piece on Big Bad Toy Store. See, that's Cliff Jumpers. Anyways, okay. <laughs> Well, I totally zoned out there for a second. Yeah, I was like, I was waiting for you to pull me back in, and you were just like... <laughs> you were all scrolling it, and like you kept scrolling back and forth. It had me mesmerized. I was hoping to find Megatrons, but... Um, uh, also, uh, another little insider thing is the retaliation wholesales have been listed. Uh, I'm surprised I haven't seen these or... Maybe I just haven't checked, just like with those pictures. I did that last night, and now there's pictures today. Uh, the retaliation wholesale prices have been listed, so that means that retaliation figures should be going up for pre-order on all your major sites very soon. Um, only big sales and promo this time around is uh, right now Hasbro Toy Shop has got 10% off the entire store, excluding their... Uh, HTS exclusives 
so anything that was sold at a con previously essentially uh but 10 percent off everything else plus free shipping with promo code q h m is in michael d is in david t c is in cat v is in victor um of course that'll be found on the show notes if you don't feel like writing it down right now go to openyourtoys.com check out them show notes yo oh my god my nose is fucking killing you want to take man. a quick break Let's just finish online okay. and we'll that's when I was gonna take a break anyways. Okay. All right. Last thing I want to talk about online was uh one of the founders of Shelf Life reached out to us and wanted us to pimp his wares. And uh and it looked like a very uh a very an amazing project, very optimistic in its reach, which is great, you know. Mm-hmm. Why fucking, you know, settle for the sky when you can shoot for the stars or whatever that old cliche is. Um, <laughs> so basically, shelf life is the future of collecting, Mrs. McFavorite. The future. And we're in on the ground level. Word. <laughs> um, so here are the goals of shelf life. And this can be found at shelflifex.com. It is to create a free encyclopedia of every collectible ever made. Wow. Nearly impossible. But again, shooting for the stars. To provide the best collection management tools, community features, and collectibles news aggregation yet seen. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Kind of infringing on us. At least... At least, in, you know, until they do a podcast, then they'll definitely be in for the <laughs> honest. But no, I mean, but so collecting all the best news from all the best news sites. So if you like McFarland's Walking Dead figures, but you mostly collect Transformers, you can get that news all in one place. Here we try to bring the four best together, but I still collect DCUC. Mm-hmm. I still... I still have some Thundercats figures, so that's kind of cool. Uh, management collect, collection management tools have been something I've I've kicked around. Like, how could I do that well? To make eBay useless to collectors by launching a next generation marketplace that blows the old tech away. <laughs> that's that's big speak. That is because uh, because Crave couldn't do it. And I thought Crave came really close. Mm -hmm. I would check things on Crave before I checked them on eBay. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, what they're going to do for the shopping is it's going to launch later this month is the plan at least. And what you do is you have haves and wants just like you do with any kind of collecting management stuff. You have haves and wants. When you put in haves and wants, you put in what you're willing to pay for those. Mm-hmm. Again, condition is a big sticker, a big sticky thing that I haven't heard them talk about. Because you may say, I want a G1 Optimus Prime for $10, and you don't care what condition it is. But you might say, I want a G1 Optimus Prime for $20, but it needs to be dead mint. You know, mm-hmm. so how do you do that? But 
their plan is is when you put in a have and a want, you put in the price you're willing to sell it for, the price you're willing to buy it for, and it just automatically matches you. Sends an email, hmm. says you guys are matched. It takes that off of the market so no one else can find it, whatever. Says, do you guys want to do this deal? You say yes, boom. No and- auctioning, no sniping, no nothing like that. It just matches you because your prices were similar to one another. That's a really good concept. Yeah. Again, I got to see the execution. It's like Match.com for toys. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, hey. Now can, they just I mean, need you can 20 different their aspects that to way. match on. That's the problem. Is when I look at it at a toy for the certain price I'm willing to pay... I want all the accessories, but I don't care about the instructions. If you throw in the tech spec, great. You know, that kind of stuff. So it's going to be really hard to narrow down all these different aspects. What's an Ultra Magnus with only one of his guns compared to two worth to somebody compared to an Ultra Magnus with no guns or both guns? You know, that kind of shit. Well, that's when you're like, no, and then it gets tossed back into the mix and the next one comes up. Yeah, exactly. So that's, I'm really interested to see how that's going to work. So basically, news, social, and shopping all in the same place. Uh, Matching systems for haves and wants. Uh, The main thing right now is they need curators. So this is kind of a cool thing. If you got some extra time on your hands and not much, he says that some of the smallest catalogs can only take up to two hours to curate. But uh, basically, as a curator, you are you need to obtain pictures of everything for your collection. So say I could be the curator of BotCon exclusives. Okay. So my job is to go out there and find every single BotCon exclusive there ever has been, Mm -hmm. every single variant, if you can, you know, as Uh detailed as you can possibly get. You either have to take your own pictures, get permission to use pictures, or take them from retail sites. Those are the three options they give you Uh um, because you cannot use any, like you can't go to Sabertron.com, go to their galleries and take all take the pictures you want off of there. Mm-hmm. You know, they all have to be either taken by you, you have to be able to provide proof, or you can take them from retail sites like Entertainment Earth, that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in that, definitely hit up shelflifex.com. As soon as the marketplace goes live, I mean, that's where I'm really going to put it to test. Um, I'll let you know how it goes. We'll touch back. So, all right. Let's go ahead and take a break. Jesus Christ, this could be a three-hour cast. Uh, And we'll be back with what I got. Yay. Peace. Long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Star Wars saga began, and Kenner continues the excitement. Chewbacca's marked! It's C-3PO that you can take apart, and other action figures each sold separately. Take me to Han Solo and Princess Leia. What happened? Han, Leia, sneak attack. I'm all in pieces. What a mess. Put him down, Chewie. How's that, C-3PO? Wonderful. Han Solo, C-3PO with backpack and other action figures each sold separately from Kenner Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. All right, guys, welcome back. Let's go ahead and get into what I got. First up, Bumblebee and me. 
This is a special purchase for BotCon. <laughs> since, uh, excuse me. Since Dan and I, Gilvazan, I guess. Gilvazan? Gilvazan, that's probably better. It's going to be there. This is going to be one of the things I get signed by him. It's a really small paperback book. It's called Bumblebee and Me Life is a G1 Transformer. And basically talks about uh, uh, everything he went through uh, doing the Transformer stuff. Uh, where's the little synopsis? Yeah, it's only 104 pages. Uh, so what's going to be cool is I'm going to read this on the plane while I go out there. And then I'm going to have him sign my copy while Aww. I'm out there. So the cover's a little... <laughs> It's a little wonky, but it's uh, cute. Yeah, so I use Mrs. Mc uh, Mrs. McFavorite's uh, student Prime membership to get this two days sent to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I keep getting these these Prime purchase <laughs> emails. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I keep st ordering stuff on Miss McFavorite's account so that she gets free two-day Prime. What we're listening to right now is the CD I first purchased when I was 15 that introduced me to reggae other than like Jimmy Cliff, Bob Marley, more like Roots reggae. This was the first thing that kind of, and it's not even necessarily dance hall, but it's about as close as you get without mm -hmm. being, I mean, a couple of the songs on here like this is dance hall, mm -hmm. um, but uh, I had it forever and it's too scratched to rip my copy. So oh, I ordered a copy on here. It was 450 with free Amazon Prime shipping. <laughs> so I'm like, word. Two-day shipping for a $4.50 yeah. CD. I loved it. Speaking of, I got to order my next book. <laughs> um, for school. <laughs> through my student prime. <laughs> <laughs> um, I picked up three new Ultra Magnuses to add to the collection. And before Mrs. McFavorite freaks out, they're right there on the thing. Uh-huh. So they're the uh, they're the Cybertron Heroes Ultra Magnuses. Uh, well, two of them are. One is the Diaclone colors, and one is a pewter silver, uh, uh, like kind of a statue of him, which is kind of cool. And then the other one is ridiculously cute. It's like a little mini mate of Ultra Magnus. So it's like it's posable. It's got you know. Uh, Let's see, two, three, five, seven, eight points of articulation well, for a little bad. tiny G1 figure like that. So it's yeah, ultra weren't cute. they? On, didn't you have those like Tuesday? So they were on the table on Wednesday. Yeah. So sitting there all mad at you on Wednesday, all looking at my toys sitting on the coffee table. Yeah. Baby, <laughs> just always. If you're mad enough at me, just throw everything in my room i'll set it back up when we're in better spirits <laughs> um i also got my uh first order from wb collect and uh this is another uh kind of uh single guy running a shop where he's kind of selling 
uh, vintage stuff, a little bit of new stuff, ridiculously cheap. I mean, it is ridiculously cheap how uh, ridiculously it is ridiculous how cheap some of his new stuff is. <laughs> I mean, prices lower than Walmart. It, it, and this is he tweeted this. He's like, I don't get it. Having prices so cheap is a bad thing. And it almost is because it's like suspicious, you know, because they're yeah, they're 15 percent cheaper than Walmart, you know. So how do you either make money on that or maybe he's not trying to make money. Maybe this is all stuff that he's bought, but it's like some stuff just showed up, uh-huh. you know. So like, how did you get that cheap? So anyways, she arrived in perfect condition. It's, it's always free shipping on loose figures. So she was eight bucks complete. She behind my orchid plant? No, the red ninja oh. there at the end. Remember we talked yeah. about the pajamas I, ninja yeah. for the figure yeah. subscription service. So I'm there I got with you now. I got my pajamas jinx. Um this is kind of cool. I kind of went on a bootleg <laughs> tangent and I picked up these. This is a Storm Trooper 2 pack. So it, it's it's a pretty well done like Chinese knockoff packaging and shit like that. Just has some random in imagery from both the original prequel or the original trilogy and the prequels. It's got the Revenge of the Sith Vader on the back of it. Mm -hmm. um, but what it is is it's two vintage stormtroopers. One white, like you would normally buy, so like a straight knockoff, and then one black hole. And he's black hole because he has silver, so he's basically just a black stormtrooper. And this was 14 bucks shipped from China, so 7 bucks a piece. I was like, oh, I gotta do that, stormtroopers. So I haven't taken him out of the package to see what kind of quality the figures are themselves. The package is in, is really good shape, you know. The bubble's really nice. Again, it's not not the best <laughs> packaging art, but still, it, it's pretty interesting. Um, I also picked up the again back to the world's smallest transformer. I got the shattered glass Optimus Prime with trailer. So this is the purple Optimus Prime. And then uh, the trailer is uh, similar to the Shattered Glass Optimus Prime, where it has a huge purple Autobot symbol. And instead of saying, till all are one, it says, till all are gone. So again, just cool. the next round of variants of this same exact mold. But I love it. I, li I love it a lot. And then finally... I ordered the Junkion Blacksmith Devastator upgrade kits uh, after watching uh, Justin's reviews on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I can never remember his name. Do you remember? What? It's T2RX6. Ah, sorry, Justin. I know you're, you're going to beat me. Uh, but I'll let, I'll link to his review. Oh, here, where's my thing here? 
Uh, Link. He's starting to lose it over here, folks. What? Yeah, I start drinking more of that caffeinated sundown. <laughs> Link to review. And if anybody didn't know this, because I didn't know this, Sundrop has caffeine in it. Yeah. Sundrop is literally their version of Mountain Dew. That's what they're trying to replicate with Ah. this. Mm. I think I like it better than Mountain Dew. Oh, not me, but... um, (laughs) So anyway, so I ordered the Junkie on Blacksmith uh, set after uh, Justin said how bad the X-Transbot uh upgrade kit was and what did i get the x trans bot upgrade kit so i ordered it from a dealer in, in china or japan off of ebay because the junkie on blacksmith one is sold out like at uh-huh. all of the united states retailers so I was like, well, I had to go on eBay, and I found one just as cheap as you would get it on Bitbag Toy Store. Um, so this is actually the, uh, what do they call it here, XP1S. So these are the silver thighs. So this actually has supposedly all the fixes uh, that were wrong with the first one of this figure. So, remember when I was talking about these? I really wanted this because it had the articulated fingers oh, that yeah. I like. So, I can, I can literally make this upgrade hand flip you off if I want. You know, that kind of shit. And the problem with the first version of these is if you bent those fingers, they fell off. Like, they just snapped off. Not broken off, but... They snapped off. They would snap off. Um, one thing they didn't fix, which I thought was absolutely ridiculous, is one of the things I liked about this set that I didn't like about it is the size of the gun. Like, mm-hmm. that gun's huge. These hands can't hold this gun straight. That's like, you can kind of balance it in there, mm-hmm. but I mean... If you put it at any kind of it angle. Doesn't, it doesn't lock or anything. Yeah, exactly. It'll just kind of fall out. So, yeah, we'll see how this goes with this dealer. Um, he's asked me to send him a picture of the item I received, even though I sent him a link to his auction that showed this item. Because he has this item on auction. The bad thing is, is he doesn't have the Junkie on Blacksmith set on auction anymore. So he's like, oh, yeah, send that back and we'll send you out one of the ones you ordered. The big thing is, is I'm not going to pay to have this sent back. You know, I paid for an item and you need to get me the item that I want. Um, Now, how this gets back to you, that's up to you. You know, you can send me a shipping label. He's asking me to send it to someone in, in California, which is nice. I guess he's trying to like keep the shipping cost down for me but it's more like you need to keep the shipping cost down for you because i'm not going to pay to have it shipped anywhere you know yeah so but i haven't actually tried it on my devastator i didn't want to go that far i just more played with the fingers and stuff so who knows maybe all the issues that 
it's had that pe- reviewers have been finding have now been fixed with the Silver Lake version. My concern is is that he might replace the Junkion Blacksmith set with the Silver Lake version, and I don't want the Silver Lake version of it. I mm-hmm. want the Green Lake version. So, anyways. So that's what I got. Um, featured custom this week. We're going back to the Transformer G.I. Joe crossover with an actual transforming Sky Striker Starscream. So the big hit of Comic-Con is now an actual transforming toy. Nice. Yeah, so um, we get some pictures of the Sky Striker. The Sky Striker's a little weak, in my opinion. You know, you can kind of see the, you can kind of see like a waist to the robot in mm-hmm. the Sky Striker, um, but the parts aren't bad. Like the under part, he's not like a shell former. Uh, let me get to this stuff here. Okay, and then the only other downfall to him is his cockpit is huge. Mm-hmm. Because it's made to fit a three and three quarter figure. So the cockpit being that big, his head's a little small. And then his feet are a little big, in my opinion. But it's amazing. I mean, this is a scratch built kit. I mean, you've got his null rays, the hands are articulated. So it's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, you know, you could definitely do better. It's not perfect, but I'd like to see anybody else's attempt to make an actual transforming sky striker, you know, that holds a three and three quarter figure. So, um, and then kind of along the same lines, is using the new, the 30th anniversary Sky Striker, we get a thrust mod of it. So you had Starscream, Thundercracker, and Skywarp, which were the Seekers, so thus uh, Jess Seeker. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then you had the Coneheads, okay? So these had slightly modded wings, and then they had a they had a different head. So instead of the cone folding back like it did with the original seekers, they left the cone of the jet on there. So this is one of those cone heads uh, with wing mods and stuff to that sky striker. So I think that looks even better in my opinion. It's pretty. But again, it doesn't transform, so it's not like... Again, that whole... It doesn't transform, so whatever. It's not as good. It looks good, though. (laughs) All right, let's go ahead and get into toy reviews. So for the first time in a very long time, I think, I can't remember what we reviewed the last time, we're not doing a Transformers review, we're doing a G.I. Joe review. Holy crap. So the two figures we're going to review this week are uh, two, I wouldn't say recently canceled, but they're two canceled G.I. Joe figures. Basically, (laughs) you can only get these from dealers in China. Uh, And again, 
let me state this. I use China as kind of like the overall term. It, they could be from Taiwan or something like that. A place where they don't have copyright infringement. How about that? A place that's not here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so the first one, this was, uh, there was uh, leaks that there was a Jurassic Park line originally planned that would be using G.I. Joe three and three quarter figures. Okay, so we saw G.I. Joe vehicles repurposed that had the JP logo on it, and we saw a few figures. Well, the one we probably saw the most of was this figure, and uh, he's very cool looking. He's got cool tribal tattoos all the way up his arm, and then he even has a tribal tattoo on his face. And literally, those tattooed parts right there was the main reason why I ordered that. The JP logo didn't hurt because I'm a big Jurassic Park guy. Um, but he comes with a huge roadblock style uh, machine gun with a... Uh, see, and I, I'm so horrible because I don't know any of the technical terms. With a belt of bullets... Do you know what you call that? <laughs> Mrs. McFavorite likes that. <laughs> Mrs. McFavorite know knows that more funny. about guns than I do. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so it comes with that. It comes with the... Oh, and I don't know what I did with it. It was right here. It comes with the little missile that came with Firefly when he originally came out in the Revenge of Cobra line. And then it comes with, like, a weird, like, pick, axe, shovel, long-handled thing that pegs into his back. Yeah, I just kind of had that stuck in there just for looks. It's but. a little odd, but... That's cool. I, I like mean, the, the, the tattoos are amazing, yeah. right? I mean, is that I I think I pay I paid eight ninety nine for this with free shipping. So literally the same price you would pay for a GI Joe in the store. I just didn't get any packaging with them or anything. So and like I say, so eight ninety nine is a steal. There are people that, I mean, I've seen this when it was originally thought to be like, oh, there's only a couple of them. I've seen these go for $100. And, you know, unfortunately for the people that pick those up, I mean, if you at least did a review of it or like I know Justin on General's Joe's did a write-up of it. So hopefully he got some ad revenue to kind of help that, you know. But right now, this and the next figure we're talking about are going for less than 10 bucks shipped. And this guy's definitely where, especially if you like kind of his jungle, he's got like a vest, you know, and he basically... He's a little hot boy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you take... <laughs> oh, you like that, huh? I totally caught you on that one. <laughs> so you take away the tattoos... And he is literally Arnold Schwarzenegger from Predator. You know? Yeah. So we have a s spirit. Just from replaced the, the shovel pick thing with a machete. Yeah, exactly. You know? Didn't so, he have a machete in that? Uh, I'm sure he did. That, or well, I might, maybe no, not. He I'm thinking Rambo. Had, yeah. 
So one thing to be watchful of this, uh, JD ordered one of these, and I know his snapped at the elbow when he was just like just moving the joints. So, I mean, mine feels real good. I mean, you couldn't tell the difference from this and a, another G.I. Joe figure, so it's not like it's a bootleg. It's definitely just a canceled figure. Mm-hmm. But still, just be careful of that. Let J.D. be your lesson. Um, again, tattoos alone, that's worth less than 10 bucks. And then the other one I wanted to talk about was the uh, canceled Arctic Threat uh, uh, Pursuit of Cobra Duke. So now this one's a, a little bit different um, in that it's not complete. Watch out, the snowboard's going to fall off. Um, it's not complete. None of these rescued samples i guess you could call it whatever you want to call them made it out with the jacket that he was attended to wear so it's kind of weird he's got like the the, don't need no jacket (laughs) so he's got like the reactive armor um and then he's got big puffy arms and big puffy legs it doesn't look bad, in my opinion, whatsoever. No, I mean, if you didn't know he like was... that gear over his, like, snow gear. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's got big, puffy snow gear, and then they, like, ratcheted tight that <laughs> armor around it. So his arms and he legs look He still has a six-pack through that puffiness, though. Oh, yeah. See? There you go. So, and I haven't, I don't have, I don't have my snow job and I don't have, um, my Arctic snake eyes handy, unfortunately, to see if you can use this or the pursuit. Don't worry about trying to stick it back in. It's a pain in the ass. Um, (laughs) get it. Wow. That was even funnier than I thought. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, it's getting late, Mrs. McFavorite's mind's going down. You're not talking into your microphone. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Was he supposed to look like Channing Tatum? Yeah, it's okay. Duke. Uh, yeah. Okay, because it's for oh, oh Pursuit of Cobra. Yeah, it it originally I think it was originally supposed to be a Rise of Cobra figure, oh. and then it got per, it got. Push to the pursuit of Cobra line because they did, they did all of those themes. Uh-huh. You know, they did desert, urban, uh, snow, and something else, and jungle. So it got pushed to that line. The big draw with this one is all of its freaking accessories, and this is the main reason why I had to have this figure. Because if if you guys don't know, I'm a big well, I was a big snowboarder. Sorry. Now I'm more of a casual snowboarder, and uh, and he comes with a snowboarder or snowboarder. He doesn't come with a completely different figure that is a snowboard. He comes with a, a snowboard. snowboard. Uh, wow. And what's crazy about this snowboard is it has an action feature. You press the button, and these like wing things come out. And I'm thinking they're kind of like, you know, in, well, I specifically remember them from Greece or like the mask toys where blades yeah. would come out of the axles. It's like that. It's like it has little blades. So if you were to 
go by you, he would cut your skis off or something like that. That's cute. Yeah. Um, but uh, he also comes with a backpack that holds like a frame. That's what's kind of weird. This part of it. Let me see it. It's like a backpack frame, like for hiking. Yeah. But that goes on the outside of his pack. Usually frames go on the inside of the pack. I think they I think that's a whoopsie daisy. <laughs> Somebody that doesn't do enough backpacking to know how that should work. And then he comes with a big like uh I guess you could to me it looks like a mortar launcher, but it's, it's probably a too. bazooka. Yeah. It's a poster. Oh, that's an actual awesome custom. You'd, <laughs> Do a big old like Comic Con GI Joe. There you go. And you, this could be his poster tube. So. You could put that on the robot chicken nerd. Yeah, exactly. Comic Con <laughs> kid. So, and then you also get a a snow or a like a bandaged rifle that's supposed to be kind of snow camoed. Um, and this is a, I think this is a repeat from uh, the Arctic Snake guys. So I just like that they did a good job at getting Chan- Channing Tatum's vacant expression <laughs> yeah. molded. Yeah, he pretty much looks like he's taking a poop in his pants. <laughs> Which is what people do when they poop in their pants. They they go all vacant. <laughs> Don't you watch you? people poop? <laughs> hey, as often as I can. Okay, on that <laughs> note... Again, uh, listener feedback and questions. <laughs> <laughs> this guy I picked up for seven fifty, and then free shipping. So again, great figures. You know, one I'm a big Arctic guy. One I love tattoos on three and three quarter figures. So these are right at home in my collection. But shit, even if you're gonna play with these for a couple hours and then throw them in a parts box or, you know, strip them of all their weapons and give them to a more, you know, give more, give them to a more suited figure under 10 bucks, under nine bucks for that. In fact, awesome. Come on, relax. All right. (laughs) How long has it been since we've taken a break? Should we take another break? This is my favorite. We well let's no, let's go ahead and get through listener feedback and questions. Oh, okay. We are gonna take another break. I thought she was just fucking around, but we really do need to take another break. So we'll be right back with listener feedback and questions. Bye. Peace. In the world of the Transformers, nothing is what it seems. Meet the Constructicon, six evil robots that transform into one mechanical giant. Transformers, more than meets the eye. The Transformers, robots in disguise. It's Devastator, six Constructicons in one. Each sold separately. Devastator's attacking. The Transformers sold separately from Hasbro. Hey guys, welcome back. <laughs> All right, first up, Boss Hagadron. Wow. wow. Boss Hagatron <laughs> wrote in to, uh, for a, a, a very good correction. 
I got all excited about Chris Latta being inducted into the human part of the uh, Transformers Hall of Fame. Talking about what I was going to get signed by him. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, he's the best voice actor ever. Unfortunately, he passed away about uh, 18 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) So I apologize for... People in the know, that was probably very insensitive of me for not of doing my due diligence and researching that. Boss Hagatron, thank you so much for pointing that out. He, he did mention shown that, up to the con with all this shit, too. That's what's funny. You should have yeah. just let him do that. Dude, I would have talked to people in line like, oh, I can't wait to get Chris Lotta's <laughs> autograph, man. You, you know what I brought? Oh, my God. So thank you. You saved me lots of hours of humiliation. And I only lost geek cred with you, our listeners, which... I'm sure I'm negative geek cred on a lot of things at, at this, this point. point. Yeah, so uh, I definitely appreciate that. I've linked, uh, what did I link to here? Probably something mm-hmm. random. The TF Wiki article. I felt it was better to link to that instead of... Uh, His call out? Yeah, and if you <laughs> wanted, no, instead of the Wikipedia one. So uh, one thing he did point out was that Chris Lotta made a live appearance in Roadhouse, one of the best action flicks of the 80s. Um, And he was... (laughs) (laughs) He was the guy that uh, was offering people to see his wife's tits because they were fake. (laughs) I've never seen it, so... What? All right. Everybody write in to Mrs. McFavorite and tell her how she must see Roadhouse, and I will make her watch it very soon. I just didn't want to see it because didn't he, on the cover of the thing, Patrick Swayze's got a mullet. Baby, Patrick like. Swayze has a mullet in every single movie he's ever done. Uh. Which one? Dirty Dancing. <laughs> he has a mullet in Dirty Dancing. Oh, because it's the fifties. Yeah. He does. He has a really. He has a uh, hippie haircut, as as right wingers would call it, because it's longer than an inch. On yeah. Decreaser. <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's get into Justin's voicemail. Wow, that wasn't very much of it. Hey, we have voicemail, and it comes from oh. just, and it comes from Justin. The uh, again, the person we can't remember his call sign for, uh, but he did the amazing Hercules review that we read on the last cast. So let's go ahead and take a listen to that now. What's up, McFavorites? T two R X six, aka Justin here, and I had a listener question for you, but. Uh, just listening to your last show, uh, someone called in and had mentioned, do people like hearing the sound of their own voice or not do they like it? Are they ever unhappy hearing their own voice? And I got to say, I hate the sound of my voice. So, uh, yeah, I can't stand it. But uh, YouTube has actually, for me, made it easier to stomach, I suppose. So now it's gone from can't stand it to it's all right. Anyway, moving on to my question. Uh, with... You guys having a junior McFavorite showing up sometime soon, 
uh, and me just recently having a niece born last week, I was thinking about the toys in my house and the accessibility for kids. I was wondering, have you guys gone ahead and child-proofed any of your toys to get them, you know, the ones you don't want broken just out of the reach of little hands? And on top of that, have you gone ahead and picked up anything, you know, for yourself mostly, but something you don't care if a kid gets their hands on? For instance, I have all except the Boulder uh, Rescue Bots Transformers hanging around my house. And, uh yeah, so... Obviously, if someone comes to visit, I will be giving those as toys and not my masterpieces or stuff like that. Anyway, that's all. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Now I got it. T2RX6. Okay. So sorry, Justin, for murdering that. Um, You suck. Now that we've got it right, you can go sub to his YouTube channel because, dude, most obscure third-party reviews out there, and I love him for it. Um, So, first off... Congratulations on your niece. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to the new member of your family. And, uh, no, I haven't done anything. (laughs) Yeah. We haven't haven't done really anything to baby-proof anything yet. And Except for we do have a baby gate in our on our stairs, but that was that was also to help with the puppy that we wanted to make sure didn't fall down the yeah, stairs. <laughs> exactly, and it's helped. We're getting used to it. Like now, yeah. I think about it less. You know, that mm-hmm. was the main thing we wanted that up there as long as possible because it does the way it's installed. It, it it's a swinging door, so it has a chance. Like if you don't pay attention, it could literally trip you. And the baby you're holding down yep. the stairs. So we wanted to get used to it. Um, but we haven't taken our baby safe class. That's actually the first of our our is it? child parenting. Yeah, is baby safe. When That's is that? Like in two weeks or something like that. Oh. So it's our first class we're taking. I figure once we take some child proofing, we're going to do it all in one shot. You know, Plug covers, uh, cabinet, handle protectors. It's going to be a weekend of baby-proofing fun. Yeah, exactly. And what's nice is your parents have already bought us a couple sets Mm -hmm. of baby-proofing stuff that they found really, really cheap. So that's good. And uh, as far as toys for kids, as I go through the the great sell-off, which I haven't even started yet... Um, as I go through the great sell-off, I'm going to keep some of my more doll-style figures, like my Episode One 12-inch figures. You know, those you can't hurt if you wanted to. Yeah. You know, um, I do have bigger, clunkier, like Play School-style toys as well. Um, I don't have any of the rescue bots. I actually tried to help one of my close friends. <laughs> find the boulder toy that you're talking about and yeah that didn't go too well because Mm. it was during january i wasn't doing toy runs so it's not like oh i'm checking every other day anyways you Mm. know and i guess it was one of the hardest to find is probably proof of why you don't own it but you own all the other ones but and most of my no 
I think I'm just going to have to lock my office. Well, that's mine too. Like <laughs> once, I mean, the nice thing is, is you don't even have to worry for nine months to a year and a half. You know, mm-hmm. they're not going to be walking everywhere or anything. You know. Um, yeah. As soon as they, as soon as they can start moving, and you actually have to run and stop them from somewhere. Is it's basically when we start locking the baby gate. Mm-hmm. That's when our offices also have to be locked and no more toys out in the living room. Oh, I can't wait. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pile so many damn toys up. Well, they oh. might climb the cat. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I will still find a way to have toys out in the living room. <laughs> it's where I enjoy them the most. I see them the most besides on my desk. Which there you go. I'm going to put all my favorite toys on my desk at work because then I'll then I'll see them the most there. there. So we haven't quite gotten to the baby proofing yet, and we're definitely not ready to give up our stuff in our office. Yeah, the I the offices, the offices are, are always going to be locked. I think. Yeah. The only reason to relinquish either one of our offices would be for a second kid, mm-hmm. for a second bedroom. And so that's way down the line if, yeah. if that's going to happen. So so thank you for the voicemail. And uh, if you have any questions or you want to know anything about BotCon, since you've been one of our most loyal followers, definitely hit me up and I'll try to answer any questions I can see. Because if you've been following me at all, we go to most of the major conventions for this kind of stuff. But I really treat it like a vacation, and I don't ever tweet during it or take pictures <laughs> or anything. Everything's after Yeah, he never the fact. takes pictures during vacation. I'm and the one who takes all nuts. the pictures. Yeah. If you see pictures that aren't of toy cases, Mrs. McFavorite took all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get into another voicemail we'll receive from one, another one of my favorite YouTubers, Dan slash Mantis99. Nine-nines also left us a voicemail. Let's go ahead and take a listen to that right now. Hey, McFavorites, how's it going on? This is Dan uh, from California. So I was listening to your last episode. Excuse my voice. I, I, I was sick, so I'm still recovering. But uh, anyway, um, I was listening to the last episode, and uh, Slick had mentioned that he had a uh, podcast burnout. And I listened to a lot of podcasts, so it kind of got some, some gears turning in my head as well. And it, it got me thinking about podcasts in general and what I like and don't like about them. And I noticed that most of the podcasts I listen to are what you'd call amateur podcasts. They're not professionals. They're just a group of people that, for free use their own time to put out this thing like a hobby. And it's very cool that they do that. But one of the side effects is that it tends to be a group of friends that are friends outside of the podcast, which on the positive side means that there's chemistry and flow and, you know, it makes for better listening. But on the negative side, it also means that for the most part on big issues, they're all of a similar mind because they're friends and they talk about it and stuff like that. So, when you're listening, something that they don't like comes up, and they all bash it for a while, and then something that they do like comes up, and then they all praise it for a while. And the thing that they're missing is that dissenting voice, and I, and I always think that. And to be honest, that's one of the things that burns me out with it is it's just sort of this ebb and flow of everybody going one direction, everybody going the other. Whereas the professional podcasts I listen to, like, you know, sports talk and, you know, things like that if you're into them, 
um, because they're it's a professional thing, they literally make it so that they bring in people with different opinions, so that they talk, you know, about it, and they actually have a, a nuanced discussion instead of just everybody picking it apart or building it up, if you know what I mean. So, anyway, that's just sort of some thoughts on podcasting that, that you got me thinking about. And as it relates to Open Your Toys, one of the things that I appreciate is that Mrs. McFavorite brings that to the show because it's not just Slick talking about what he likes and doesn't like. Mrs. McFavorite kind of comes in with that objective voice, you know, being like, well, I've never seen this before, but it looks stupid. Or I've never seen this before, but it looks great. Or whatever. And I have that in my own life with my wife, and I think that that's really cool to, to see on that podcast. So I think that's one of the strengths of your show. Anyway. Uh, hopefully that's been concise enough. Uh, I wanted to make sure it was short enough to fit on the show. Great show. Thanks a lot. And uh, can't wait to uh, to hear the next episode. So take care and, uh, yeah, hope all's well and, uh, you know, good luck and all that. So there you go. All right, endings are bad. Endings are bad. All right, bye-bye. He hit it nail on the head, Yeah. in my opinion, as I'm the exact same way. I prefer the amateur podcasts. I don't – I listen to them because they get some of the bigger names. But as far as their general uh, – podcast, sorry. I listen to some of the bigger, like – You said more, amateur, and then it kind of threw me off for a second. Oh, okay. I prefer amateur podcasts, mm-hmm. but I listen to some of the bigger name podcasts that go. actually have the have the resources or whatever they choose to do interviews, that kind of stuff. I listen to the interviews of those podcasts, but not much beyond that. And he's exactly right because they're all industry. Um, there's not a lot of disagreement in there. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say they are all industry, but they're all you know, super fans, whatever, and they do kind of share the same uh, opinions. And the biggest inspiration for ours, good or bad, however you want to look at it, was Star Wars Action News. And it was the exact same dynamic. It was a wife that was a fan. So it's not just like, this is all stupid. Why are you doing this? Why are you wasting money? But she also had that fresh outlook. And I mean, Mrs. McFavorite so many times has said, why do you even want me on this co- podcast? I don't have anything to say. And Dan hit it on the head was you do have something to say. Just your opinion, fresh out of the box. Like I say, she doesn't do, she's not involved in any of the news, any of the show notes. When she... Th- when we talk about things, that's the first time you've ever seen stuff. And I think it's invaluable. It's yeah. what I like about our show. And I don't even listen to our show. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I have a voice. <laughs> and I agree with you again. I, I, I definitely, there are very few, like I listen to This Week in Tech and I listen to This American Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those are probably the only big name podcasts I listen to everything else is either community based or is or is very mom and pop like ours so I don't get a lot of exposure to that but I agree it's just like it's just like talk shows on TV I watch a lot of that stuff and you do you get people with different opinions that kind of stuff and I I agree I think it keeps it fresh in my opinion Mm -hmm. my biggest thing was 
uh, with a lot. I I stopped listening to a lot of the podcasts just because of the negativity. Yeah, the fan ones really are that way. With the yeah, exactly the fan ones. They just they'll, they're they either drone too glowing. On too, yeah, yeah, they're they're either too glowing where nothing's ever wrong with anything, mm-hmm. or like you say, they're they're just everything there's something wrong with it yeah you know and that's why i that's why i've kind of come up with like or come up that's why i've said some snarky comments here and there about oh well that you can't ever do anything right by the fans because just from everything that you hear on everything that i had heard on the podcast that i used to listen to is always just like well yeah Especially, fuck Lucas, oh, he's raping my childhood. (laughs) Well, and that's like the whole other paradigm. And and I've stated this before on the cast, but this is something you should pay attention to if, if you do listen to a lot of podcasts, is I like positive people. Yeah. Mantis Nine Nines is one. Uh, T2RX6 is another. Uh, Adam Paulus mm-hmm. from 16-Bit slash Entertainment Earth is another one. These people review things and they're excited about them. And when there's shitty things about them, they touch on them and they move on. And, yeah. and because once you get used to their style, you know that when they're like, Ooh, wow, this could have been done better. That's like, this is a piece of shit. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's like that comparative, but they're not being that way. You know, they're yeah. not coming at it completely negative. They bring up the positives about a piece and then they say, but overall, it kind of wasted my money on this, you know, yeah. kind of shit like that. You know, yeah, it's the it's the the constructive feedback that some fans need to to work on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so. Thank you so much for the voicemail, Dan. And T2RX6. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Sorry, God. Well, I'm not any bet. How about this? And I think he's done this before, but how about this, Justin? I need a voicemail to, like, because Mantis, I never understood his until he said, hey, it's nine nines. And now I can't ever forget that. So I need Justin. Even if you've done it before. Just call him out and be like, you dumbass. This is why it's this. Just like he'll never forget that that guy is is no longer living. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Anytime somebody brings up Chris Lana, I'll be like, I once thought he was alive. (laughs) Long, long after he died. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, last thing here on listener feedback and questions, and this is going to get a little bit long, So, and the cast is already ridiculously long. Sorry, bear with us. Um, but Bear uh, with him. He's the one who has to talk through all of this. <laughs> well, you've been there, too. You can chime in on different points on here. But uh, we're going to do a quick BotCon overview, kind of uh, what to expect. Um, first... I want to hit on Andy's questions specifically because he sent some in today when I told him we were going to be recording this. So uh, let me touch on these specifically, and then we'll kind of go into an overall overview of it. 
So first was, with large sums of cash being traded for plastic crack, do you have any recommendations <laughs> on how to keep it safe and secure at the con? So with me, I take anywhere from two to $400 in cash to cons. Um, this is primarily because I'm not I, I primarily don't buy from a lot of the mom and pop shops. I will spend most of my money with TF Source or or some of the larger uh, dealers that I know will accept credit cards. Now, I do carry that much cash with me because with the smaller dealers, you're like, what you can do, and this is a big suggestion, is even though you're bringing that much cash, Bring it in small bills. Separate your money so you can literally open your wallet to a dealer and say, I've got 42 bucks. Will you take 42 bucks? Even though you've got 100 bucks and 20s or whatever in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the little ploys I, I say. I, I literally let them see that you're emptying my wallet from this purchase. You know, can you, can you knock eight bucks off of this 50 buck item? This is all I have. So if they want to say, no, I really got to do more than that, then I just walk away because I supposedly don't have any more money. You can get yourself in trouble that way. I've not bought things because people mm-hmm. didn't come down on them. But for the most part, people do that. Um, when I carry that much cash, I never carry that much cash to me at the con at any one time. It gets hidden in, a, in either my backpack, my luggage, somewhere like that. That's backfired also. I have literally been at conventions before where I've like, I lost $300 in cash and we're tearing apart the room because I can't remember where I hid it. (laughs) And then I started carrying it and I know where it, right where it's at. Yeah. So, (laughs) so that's kind of how I deal with that again, especially BotCon. Um, well, and even, even Comic-Con too, we buy so much at like big retail places that I bring quite a bit of cash, but I usually never spend over a hundred, 120 bucks at Comic-Con or BotCon because I'm spending so much damn money on the exclusives already. I've mm-hmm. really, once you drop, once you consider you, you drop three fifty on your box set that you're picking up. Then you're dropping another anywhere from two to four hundred bucks on the exclusives. The dealer room looks a lot less appetizing as you're yeah. walking through it. Well, you know. Comic Con's a lot def- a lot different than BotCon because Comic Con, like the smaller mom and pop shops, they are so hard to navigate through. They like cram them yeah. in. Yeah, well, they're you so can't expensive. Even hard, they're, they're expensive. I mean, the, I'm sorry, the table is expensive. Oh, well, so and they, I mean, they pile they mark up their, their product. Up. Like, and it's hard to get through. Yeah. That's my big thing, because yeah. I'm really uh, claustrophobic, and I have a really big problem with strangers touching me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do not have a good time at Comic-Con at least on the main on the main floor. Yeah, I I just don't see why people Obviously, there's more than like the legal limit in any of these places. <laughs> 
I still don't know how they get away with it. <laughs> but um, but pushing people in like trying to just jam your way through things is is where I get a little freaked freaked out. So I never, I I hardly ever go to those places except for like Sunday afternoon right before they close because yeah. most people are already leaving. Um, but the BotCon that I went to, it was a little bit nicer to go to some of those places. Yeah, and the one you went to, it was probably one of the busiest sales floors. Like mm-hmm. the year after and the year after and you that still was. still breathe. Yeah. That was my exactly. big thing. And, and that's what's nice about BotCon is the dealer room will have huge empty spaces. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, just they have the uh, customs in the dealer room, like the custom uh, art and figures. Mm-hmm. So if you get overwhelmed by trying to look at the toy cases or look at the popular dealer tables, just go walk through the customs. There's going to be two or three other people in this big area, you know. Um, There's been tons of times where I just sit against a wall in the dealer room and people watch, you know. So it's not like Comic-Con where there's nowhere to escape. Yeah, and you really can't even people watch at Comic-Con because if you're standing there against a wall... You start getting... Well, people just stop in front of you and then you've got like 30 people deep in front of you. It's like, well, this sucks. So it's more fun to try to walk through at Comic-Con and people watch because it's still... That's how I people watch (laughs) or standing in line and people watching. Can you check the stereo? I don't know if my phone died or what happened. If my phone died, if you want to put yours on, just put some Pandora or something. My phone's about to die too. Okay. Um, So are past BotCon exclusives available from FunPub, i.e. Shattered Glass Optimus Prime? Um, no, uh, exclusives. They, they were carrying like the two five, 2005 box set for, for the last few years, but it finally sold out last year, I think completely. Um, uh, fun pub is they're not like Maddie. Once they sell out, everything is gone. They don't have customer service stock or anything that they release at a later time or anything like that. Uh, the one thing you can buy from them is uh, any club exclusives. Like uh, last year, they did the G2 Thrust. Um, was it Thrust or G2 Ramjet? G2 Ramjet. And then they did the TransTech slash animated Cheetor. And... Uh, and the the Cheetor didn't sell out, so they had those there. Um, now, I don't know. I know they just finally shipped all of the exclusives. So they might have Overrun and Shattered Glass, Shattered Glass Drifts there. And they might even have club exclusive, like the membership exclusives. Because if those don't sell out, they put those on sale there. But... With that happening so close to BotCon, I'm not sure if they would have those there. Um, I'm not sure they have had other club exclusives that didn't sell out there, but I think all of them are sold out. Now, the one nice thing in the club store, they will have 
some of the mass retail stuff right now. Like some of the hopes is that they're going to have Wave 3 Transformer Prime Deluxes, so like the Viacon Wave. You know, who knows? And they're usually not much over retail. They do a pretty good job of pricing at least the mass stuff reasonably. Um, You can buy things like past convention comics, past convention prints. Those are things that usually don't sell out that they still have. Um, Let's see. Parts parties. How, who, when, where. Uh, The best option for this is the forums. Even if you're not a member of Sabertron or TFW, um, these bigger forums are where people that are going to have parts parties or have larger parties um, are going to post their stuff. Uh, I've only ever been to a few, um, but Mega Toy Fan always does one. and, And of the ones I've been to, theirs have been one of the best. Uh, Robot Kingdom is going to do one. Uh, Like we talked about previously, they're going to have their exclusive. So they're going to have to have some way to distribute that. Um, But really, the forums are your best bet uh, to find out where those are. And then, uh, like we mentioned before, there is a, a parts swapping board or a or a trading board, I guess. But what it serves more as is it serves as, hey, I brought last year's bot concept. So if you're looking for previous year's uh, exclusives, this little bulletin board is your best bet. And it's literally just people writing down their name, hotel number, and their phone number or whatever, what they have to sell, what they're asking for. Some of them do the little like uh, trying to find a job, little pull tabs that you tear off of the paper. I mean, every possible way you can imagine. It's basically an old school bulletin board. But that's where a lot of the part parties will be uh, advertised or um, or at least items from independent sellers that are available. Um, Is it true that Peter Cullen's mustache is made of (laughs) unicorn hair and rainbows? It is. Yeah. It is. And, and like I say, if you've never seen him in person, he, he's like four eleven. I mean, he's, he's, he's yeah. And to think that big booming voice comes out of yeah. that small, now aging frame is, yeah. is amazing. I just like I, I've I've said it so many times on the cast. It's just come when we when we came up to get his autograph. He's like, "Thank you so much for waiting." Yeah, he's very like, soft spoken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just want to pinch your cheeks. <laughs> so, um. I'll tell you right now, since you're the only one that's confirmed you're going to be there, that's at least a listener. Um, If I win a Peter Cullen autograph, you've got it. So they said they're going to check badges and stuff, so I'll just give you my badge if I happen to win it. Because, again, I have my two pinnacle pieces signed from him, and I don't need anything else signed. So... Um, so we also posted a link to Sabertron's guide, and this is actually what I'm going to use. Again, I'm going to try to get through this as quickly as possible, but I'm going to use this as a guide 
to uh, some of my discussions about what to expect and how this kind of works. Um, first up, hotels and travels. If you, uh, the best thing to do is book your hotel at the convention. You don't have to drive anywhere. Your parking's done, all of that kind of stuff. Um, it is nice to have access to the parts parties and, and other parties that are happening in the hotel. I never stay there because it's way too expensive in my opinion. I still get really good rates and I just kind of know how to work the hotel industry in general that even if I didn't get my employee rate, I have backup hotels that are like 30 bucks, 40 bucks a night that are still clean, have good ratings, that kind of stuff. Um, you always need to check whether the hotel has free parking or if you're going to have to pay meters or you know, underground parking. We had to buy a $30 Hallmark ornament once that we thought we could return and it ended up we couldn't. So we paid 30 bucks for parking at JoeCon one day. Yeah. <laughs> um, that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, registration packages and picking those up. So you obviously already have your registration package. You should have been sent a piece of paper that says what time that you are eligible to pick up your package. It's anywhere from 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, mine's actually pretty late this year. I'm usually a 6 o'clocker. This year I'm an 8 o'clock. So you can get in line at any time you want because the line will be out the door. It'll be a two-hour line almost immediately. But if you get to the if you get to the line where they have you show this document and you're there too early compared to your time to pick up, they will kick you out of line and then you get to start in the back. So basically, if you are in line by the time your paper shows, you will be allowed to pick up your package and go to the store. They don't ever or at least in the past, they have never cut that off. They've been there till one o'clock in the morning selling stuff in the store because the people that had a nine o'clock package pickup didn't get to the store until one o'clock. So that's a, that's, well, that was the, the, that did that happen again? The, the last few years after I went, it happened before that. It, well, no. Because the year that we went, I thought it was because they were trying to like do a cash only and a credit card only like section or something like that. And it, it was just a cluster. And that's the, what made our line ridiculous. The line that made the reason what made ours the worst out of every year I've ever been mm -hmm. is because it was the first year they were re releasing Revenge of the Fallen toys. And no one knew what they had. So you literally didn't know what toys they had until you walked up there. Because remember, right. they were keeping that's you from right. the table. The little check. Oh, this is a whole thing, too. When you enter the store line, they'll give you a, a, a piece of paper mm -hmm. where you check off all what you want, the quantities, you total it all up. So you can, when you walk up there, you just give them this piece of paper. And, and it and says, it. I want one each of all of the exclusives. I want this print. I want this autograph card, whatever. Um, so the package pickup is basically just waiting in line. Once you make it through the main line, it breaks off into names. So you have A through C, D through G, H through K, whatever. 
So you go into your specific line, and then you're just waiting in line. Literally, for the package, I've never waited less than an hour to an hour and a half. Now, you can, like all podcasts say, you can put your headphones in and play video games for that entire time. I suggest you talk to the people behind you, in front of you, to the side of you. That's how I, I spent an hour talking to Jim Sorensen once. And I didn't even know who he was. We were just talking. And then at the end, he's like, oh, yeah, I wrote that AllSpark Almanac. And I'm like, holy shit, do you know who we've been talking to? And everyone around us was like, yeah, it's Jim Sorensen. <laughs> you know, so definitely talk to the people around you. That's that's really what's what's good. Plus, if you have to take a bathroom break, you want to make sure they'll hold your place. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so once you make it, once you pick up your package, you have to have your ID, you get your badge, all that stuff. Then you can go stand in line for the store. The store is going to be another hour, hour and a half wait. And it's just one of those things. The nice thing is, is usually once you're in the store, you can go look, they'll have all of the exclusives in a glass case. These are probably the first time you've seen these. If you haven't paid attention to the news that night before, um, so that's basically, so if you're coming in Thursday, your whole night is waiting in line to pick up your package and your toys. Boom, done. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Friday morning, if you didn't make it in Thursday, you can pick up your package, but that's also when panels start. So they've released the schedule. So definitely check out the panels you want to go see. Friday afternoon, the big thing is the store opening. So they'll break from panels, usually right around lunchtime, and then nothing will be happening until the store opens at 2 o'clock. People start lining up as soon as those panels let out, as soon as they get back from lunch. So again, it's another thing where you have to wait in a line, and after the store opens, you can wait up to 45 minutes to an hour to actually get into the store, because they kind of do it in waves. Um, during this time, there can be autograph sessions. Again, I haven't looked at the schedule close enough. I usually do that closer to the time. The biggest thing is planning on st standing in line. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's what conventions is, is standing in line. It, it's picking what you want. Now, the nice thing is, is once you get into the, once you like panels there are not like Comic-Con. For the most part, unless you want a front row seat, you do not have to stand in line for panels because the rooms they hold these in are so large that you'll get a seat no matter what. You just may be in the back of the room and yeah. not be able to hear well because, again, it's not the greatest audiovisual stuff. And and, yeah. Um, so <laughs> basically the rest of the time is balancing, you know, if you want to get an autograph, plan to stand in line at least at least a half an hour before the autograph line starts because they do get capped and it's like, so sorry, Charlie. It, it doesn't yeah. matter what you do. It gets capped and people there are very vicious about not letting people cut, you know, stuff like that. Again, you get big groups from forums and stuff like that that they'll... You'll see the line get longer in front of you, but unless you have five, ten other people with you, you know, you're, Sorry. you know, they're not going to give a shit kind of thing. So, yeah. but you being a single person, if you try to cut in line, you're going to get some flack, you know? Yeah. So, 
It, it really is. It, it, it's like nerd high school. I mean, it's, it's a popularity contest. If you're there by yourself, it's difficult. You definitely want to hook up with people in line so they'll save your spot. If you need to fucking go to the bathroom, you need to grab a hot dog, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, like I say, my, my friend pulled out. I'm there by myself all weekend. So if you want to hook up, I'm not sure if you'll have your family there or what. Um, if you want to hook up, I'm definitely down for that. Um, but it's all just balancing. You, you want to be front row in a panel, understand that you need to go to the panel before that, because as soon as that panel lets out, you need to run to the front to get a front row seat, that kind of stuff. So, um, and definitely look out for me on Thursday night again, I have no problem staking my spot in line and then telling people, hey, I'm going to be gone for 10 minutes. Are you guys cool with that kind of thing? And I'll go talk to people or whatever. So uh, uh, like you say, text me your phone number. Um, uh, you can message me any kind of direct way. I definitely wouldn't suggest putting it on any of the public things. But um so definitely go look at the guide too. the the Sabertron guide is very, very extensive. Um, it even gives you great pictures of what to I mean, that's, that's kind of what the dealer room yeah. looks like, right? It's never yeah. more packed than that. You know, not that I recall. No. Um, what's funny, uh, and that's what the package line picks up. That was actually the year you were there, sweets. Oh, is it? oh yeah. Um, these are pretty much the type of people you can expect to see you yeah. know they're not extremely geeky but you know they're also not fashion models or anything like that so again it's it's going to be a great time it's just figuring out what the most important thing is um most of the dealers will not accept credit cards Again, most uh, only the bigger ones will. Again, now we're getting all kinds of cell phone apps for swiping cards, so it, it's probably going to be more prevalent. Um, lots of people will charge you a fee to use a credit card. They'll pass the credit card fee on to you if they do accept one. Yeah. Um, so cash for the dealer room is always a good idea. Uh, the exclusive line, one last thing. I'm getting to wrap it up here. Oh, God, three hours. Yeah. The exclusive line, they will have a cash or credit line. Um, cash has a tendency to move faster, but not always. So keep that in mind. And again, you got to think your exclusives, they're going to have three different sets. Those sets are going to cost anywhere from $80 to $120 a piece. And that doesn't include hats, T-shirts, prints, that kind of thing. So if you want to try to pay cash for those, you want to make sure you got at least five to $600 on you if you're going to be picking up everything. So, all right. Thank you, everybody, for hanging in there with that. Um, we're not even going to take a break because we're running so low on time. We're going to just plow, plow through what we got or what we got. Jesus. Wow. Grab bag. Grab bag. It's no longer 420, sweetie. I know. No shit. Uh, Hallmark's 20, 2012. 2012 ornaments have been 
revealed. And uh, to me, I'm not very thrilled about these. So we got TIE Fighter with lights and sounds, mm-hmm. $32. We've got Han on Tauntaun. Yeah, I mean, it's like these are crazy. Han on Tauntaun. I don't know if it has lights, but it has sounds, $32. Then their figure ornaments. You have General Grievous with cake, cape and one lightsaber. This one's kind of cute, but still is Vader in a red cape and Santa hat with red gloves. Okay. And let's see. Sorry, I want to see what those Grievous... God, I hate that stupid menu now. Um, Keep scrolling. Tie Interceptor. Grievous a little bit further. Come on. Sorry. 18 bucks. 18 bucks. So that's just... Vader's 20... Does it come with any lights or sounds or anything? No, nope. it's just more of a deluxe one. It includes batteries. Oh. Yeah. Oh, nine sound. alert messages. Oh, it's a peak buster. That's interesting. So that's it's got funny. a motion detector to see if you're. That's hilarious. That's cute. Um. Okay. Then we have Darth Maul. Oh, and they're bringing back the the Lego Vader and not the Vader. I think what that's a comparison. Year? It was Vader last year, so this year's is the Lego Stormtrooper, oh. which I really, really want because he even has the old school gun yeah. before they started making actual guns for the Legos. Um, so let's see. So the Sith Apprentice is only fifteen bucks. And then the Imperial Stormtrooper is also fifteen bucks, and that's not the. All of these are available in July. Oh no, October. October. Oh, they differ. Yeah, so some of them are available in July. Some of them are available in October. Check the show notes for those. I'm not going to go over that. GI Joe Retaliation character posters. So these are movie posters featuring our favorite characters from the movie first up we got bruce willis joe colton himself the original gi joe yeah mm-hmm. he's in a suit channing tatum yay tatum channing stop it <laughs> uh snake eyes yay. notice no mouth on him jinx looking very sexy and yeah. Sna- uh, not Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow. We get the black Cobra Commander, which just looks absolutely amazing. Is it still jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt? No. No, it's somebody. I don't think we ever see him in the movie. Which is why it's not him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lady J, looking very sexy as well. The Rock. Looking very rockish. <laughs> he does look like a big rock. And then this is another poster of Lady J more in her desert fatigues. Cool. So basically these were released by uh, different film sites across the net. So that's kind of cool. Uh, General Joe's kind of brought all of those together. Uh, Transformers, a new G1 calendar this year. 
So this is all based on artwork I love from. It. He's already giving me all his Christmas hints. <laughs> so this is based on work from IDW. So very cool, very G one, but still got that kind of modern feel to it. Um, there are some that's a must here. We've got uh, Rumble with his drillers. We've got Frenzy. We've got Soundwave holding what looks to be Megatron, but it looks like it's too small. So you can kind of see a view of each month. They do a nice close-up of what the actual calendar and the dates look like. And I just always love calendar design. I mean, it's one of those pure things for design. All right, last and not least, Masters of the Universe. And, of course, I have more than one thing for that. Um, this is basically all the 30th anniversary love that we're getting for this. First off, and most important, we're getting a new comic. We're getting a six-issue series. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Uh, from DC Comics. So this will be very exciting. We've linked to a MTV Geek exclusive interview that we have with the writer of the comic here. Um, and he basically says it's, it's definitely going to be grittier, you know, more adult. It's not going to have a lot of the kids stuff in it, but it's still going to stay true to its original roots. And, uh, again, only a six-issue series is slated for right now. Um, but this is always kind of how they introduce new-slash-old properties, is they just do these... Uh, they do one mini-series and see how well it's received, and then go from there. So we could possibly see more of that if you support it. Another cool thing for the 30th anniversary, we are getting the Filmation soundtrack. So uh, this will be dropping May 14th. Uh, track listing is uh, the Masters of the Universe. So I assume this is the theme song. You have Tila's themes, Orko's theme, Sweet Dreams, Castle Grayskull, The Royal Family, <laughs> Orko's Crazy Race, Snake Mountain's theme, Meditation, Orko and the Time Well Machine, The Magic Planet, A Friend in Need, Masters of the Universe Alternate Version, Masters minutes. of the Universe Spanish Intro. Yeah, that's what I'm not getting. Is they say a friend... Oh, original story from the TV episode. Oh, that's okay. crazy. That makes sense. So most of these are right around a minute to a minute and a half, but then there's a 16-minute track here that is a friend in need, and it says it's the original story from the TV episode. Um, what would you say? It, so it contains 12. What do you think that is? BGMs? Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. All right, so if you're interested in that, definitely take a look. And then finally, we have new glasses, and these are called Tune Tumblers. And these just feature artwork from the original Filmation cartoon. You've got good old He-Man. And what's crazy is you see like an outline of Thundercat, or Thundercat, Jesus, 
of uh, Battle Cat behind him. Then you get uh, Skeletor, and it looks like you have Snake Mountain behind him and just like outline. You get Beast Man, and it looks like you've got Trap Jaw, or uh, yeah, Trap Jaw, Evil Lynn, and a third character behind him and just outlines. Then you have Tila, which has Orko and Cringer behind her. And then finally, we've got a picture of the container, which uses the Masters of the Universe Classics logo, the 30th anniversary logo, and then a Filmation He-Man doing the I Have the Power. Oh, my God. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Hopefully, you fast forward through the shit that you didn't care about. Um Again, we love you guys. This has been episode 71 of Open Your Toys Cast. I am Slick McFavorite. And I am Mrs. McFavorite. And we'll see you sooner rather than later. Or later rather than sooner. Secret powers were revealed.